minutes beforehand. Ashley, I'm fucking sick of you. I am sick of... I'm sick of you. I'm sick of every time you come around here, give me a fucking headache. Yeah, that's how I feel about this you. Is a, it's, you it's, look like a headache. This is a light skin thing. If I've headache learned, was a person, it would I be I have you. learned that I don't like you light-skinned people. Uh, you're just mad because you weren't born light-skinned. I don't like you fuckers as a, as a staff you, label you, or motherfucking you carry the you, you carry the mentality of a light-skinned I dude. actually don't at all. You actually do. I don't. I you don't do. whine. I don't complain. I'm not emotional but I'm, you, at all. But you cook like a light-skinned dude. No, I don't because yes, most do. people who are light-skinned can't cook. <laughs> no, the lies I, you do tell. I don't know. No, I know plenty of light-skinned dudes that can cook, sir. Light-skinned dudes are so played out. Ugh. No, no. What, what light-skinned dudes you been with? Because you don't even think thug, thugs, nigga. Shut up. Says who? The last niggas I didn't seen. <laughs> we want to get in your track record? Uh, no. First you want to start can, that? You only want to base record. that off of one you, person. Two, yeah, and that's two, said, three, uh, three. Yeah, you only know a three. Three. Yeah, no, that's enough. That's the last three tree. niggas you been with, nigga. Tree, tree. Anyways. Yeah, anyways. Mm-hmm. Anyways. And we go, we recording now. Don't play because I will get into some details. And then I will walk out of here. And if that's the case, I will I will do what you said not to oh do. Oh my god. Yep, that's how you blackmail. This is why. Mm-hmm. I, I mean, yeah, but what I got to say is a lot worse than you just saying my fucking name. <laughs> We're yeah, but yeah, you you get too sensitive about that. I know. Not really. I've said my name on here plenty of times. It is, I've fucking slipped and said this shit plenty your, your of government? times. Your mm-hmm. government. Yeah, I always, I always catch myself. I was like, oh, shit, I did just say my name. Why do I keep saying that shit? <laughs> it is what it is. I don't fucking... I mean, people... It is what it Why is. Why is it because it's your slave name? No, it's my father's name. And so, no, it's not... that. Don't ever say that. It's my father's name. I, I As much as I, I talk shit about my fucking name, it's Sir, still my father's name. I'm, I'm, and I'm his namesake, so... And I take I take a pride in that. <laughs> Even though I talk shit about my name, I still take pride in that shit. No, so why why I can't say it? Because, nigga, I don't like you. I don't like you either. God. Special middle name is K. K A Y, get it right. Like, yeah, K A Y. First off, that's my your, mother's middle your name. Your middle name is not K. It's K. It's K A Y. It's pronounced K but, though. No, so I spell it out on purpose because people, if you but say K, I, we've people said, are gonna assume it's the nigga, letter K. Nigga, we've said your middle name enough times. I don't times care, but I do on that for a reason. Fucking podcast. I do that for a reason because people are slow. I don't fucking people are care. Slow. Your if I say middle K, name, no, I've legit had people. I wasn't saying to spell it out. I yeah, just but said, I spell it out. But it's actually K. It, it, yeah, it is K. However, okay, I have then. to spell it out because people why. have this mistakenly just put people. the letter K. This is why we don't like light-skinned people. And this is like why. That. No, he just he, he he doesn't want to put no respect on my name. Let's be it's clear. Not your, but your name is K. K. Spelled K-A-Y. K. I know it's spelled that no, way, I, I'm trying but to it's get pronounced the K. I understand that. But my middle name, one of my middle names, K, because you won't know the other two. Um, I can find out, nigga. I got no, it. not I got, really. I actually can. I can find. Mm, but you won't know the correct order of it. Ha ha ha. Anyways, nigga, nigga um, you don't think I can find an information? Yeah, K, K A Y. Um, that is actually my mother's middle name. Okay, so what? So yeah, that that you put some respect on it. No, that's fine. I don't Just know like you mama. want me to put some respect on yours. You, you I don't, don't have a middle name, so and I don't know your mama. Thank you. I don't know your mama. Yes, you do. You should. I've never met your mother. You you never met her, however. You, I don't know her. I only know of her because I assume you have a mother because you were born, nigga. Oh, right. Like, I, that makes no yeah, sense. Yeah, because a stock dropped me off in Detroit on a stork. Is what you were trying to say? A stock. A stock. <laughs> a stock. You 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 you, you work. Uh, you, you you came from Wall Street. Is that what you're saying? A stock. Wait, what was the uh, the bottle of we just watched? It's like uh, <laughs> greed is good. <laughs> she is an uh, idiot. 
let me get started because we're not going to start this podcast off. Yeah, because then it'll go 10 hours just like a WrestleMania event, starting. like always. You always want to bring wrestling to this podcast. Because um, we, we, we watch it. Don't, don't I, try I to debunk yourself. I, like, watch, I, I, I haven't I, watched I, wrestling in so long. It's not even. I barely watch it, too. And I, every, every once in a blue moon. Um, however, this is the Down with the King podcast, episode 63. 63. And I am Will K. the King, um, as you can ring tell, ding, ding. as usual. Sadly ding, ding, and unfortunately, ding, ding. I am joined ding. by the evil... The bane, the, bane, oh. the bane of my that existence. That means I am officially in the no, evil fam. No, you're not. no, you're not. No, I was using the word to describe you. Not, no. You're no. not a member. That's never going to happen. Wow. You are wow. Not, you're never going to be that wow. awesome. Never, ever, wow. ever. You hear that, evil you fam? You can never he be He said ever. I'm not that awesome. You were, No, and they, they would agree with you. They would agree with me. They, You would never. They're only doing that just to save. Never be a part of that. Ever. You are maybe adjacent at this point. Maybe adjacent. You may be evil adjacent. That's about as close Excuse as you going. What? You are evil adjacent. Like you, you like here's here's us, the main group. You kind of somewhere off to the side here, but somehow, I, I don't, I'm but not sometimes, a side piece. but let's, sometimes let's we let you on the side that. though to visit. Let's be clear, but I ain't a side piece. You in the you in the like the um the, the pool house. It's I cool. Ain't a side, you well, out actually, there? Actually, I mean, I can swim. You out there I in the pool to. house with like Hillary used to be or whatever, or Will and um Will and um Carlton at one point. I yeah. mean, but they they had a lovely time. I know it's a they, small they pool house. It's a small pool house. Um, that was also where um. Yep, they also had to go in the house to shop for food. Um, so here's the thing. <laughs> well, Ashley K A Y, because apparently you have to tell people it's K A Y, even though it's pronounced. Look, K. I've had somebody do this before when they were advertising. Me Nobody, for some Jay sort don't, Jay Z don't say, yo, it's J A Y, nigga, it's J. We know <laughs> it's Jay Z. He did spell it out in the song though. Yeah, because he's a rapper, and that's what you do when you're trying to get verses off, nigga. You do shit like that. F- but Fabulous, I'm pretty sure Fabulous he, been spelling his name F-A-B-O-L-A-U-S, out for years. F-A-B-O-L-A-U-S. Yeah, he, he's the reason nigga spelled Fabulous wrong to this day. Yeah, duh. Uh, but it's cool, though. Although, now I have to although it used to be, fabulous. it used to be, you know what it used to be? What? Oh, fabulous name. What? When he first came out. What? It was Fabulous Sport. <laughs> what? Fabulous Sport. Why? I don't know. Ask him. Like, that, was that his mixtape rap name? No, that was his on his first. The first time people heard him on the album was on DJ Cool's first project on a professional, and he was fabulous fucking sport. It was a song with him, Mace. What year I, was this? Ninety nine. Probably ninety nine, ninety eight, ninety nine, something like that. Okay. First time, because I remember, because it was a kid I went to high school with that swore the nigga Mace was like the greatest rapper in the world. That nigga loved Mace, like obsessed with Mace. He was also light skin, so it made sense. Um. Because Mace is the kind of nigga that light skinned niggas was like. Um, but yeah. Shout it, out to Mace, though. No, no, no shots out to Mace. Why? No, no shots out to Mace. Why? We're, we're good. We're, we're Why? Good. He's he's pastoring again. No, he's not. He's 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 still rapping. He's no, we're not. But he's he just, pastoring. He just did a fucking uh fucking diss song about comment like I'm fucking um uh camera on like two years ago. He but no, I no, I just saw on a post like he he's yeah, actually pastoring. Yeah, 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 sure. He's st- he's still mixed. No, we're good. You can't go back. You can't just be switching. You can't be going to cuss niggas out and threatening niggas and shoot niggas. And then and say God is good nah, all the time. Nah, that's not how this. That's not how. I, I mean, he may be the original plies slash uh, Kurt Franklin. If that's the case. Yeah. Well, people are still saying that they 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 are pretty much one the same. Kurt Franklin and plies. All right. Well, look. We are back. 
I am better than Ellery. Ashley is still Ashley, so. Awesome. You know, it's, awesome. It's, it's, it's diminishing yes, returns. It says, Mace named Pastor of Atlanta's Gathering Oasis Church. That is as of January 3rd, 2021. Yeah, so he's switching. I don't respect that. That's fine. It's hey, fine. look, he can't yeah. be in the streets all his life now. He ain't never been in the streets. That's the thing. <laughs> Harlem World. <laughs> that nigga was never in the fucking streets. He had, he's Bad from boy. Harlem, but what the fuck? Harlem World. <laughs> yeah, but he was before that. He was he was he was rolling with um Big L and them fucking um yeah. Mm-hmm. All right, man. So let's get it started. I'm gonna I'm a, I'm gonna I'm try to read. All right, yeah, so yeah, I know. Mm, tell me about so it. So since since the last time we talked a lot, eh, it's been a few things in the news. So. First thing we're gonna get off, we're gonna get off, we're gonna we're gonna get out the way. Did you watch the interview with Meghan Markle and Harry? I I, 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 I went in and out of it, but I definitely saw a good chunk of it, which I I commend them. I really do commend them for speaking out about that because I know that's a tough thing to do, and also given the history behind what happened with um Harry's mom, Princess Diane, late great, rest in peace. Anna, um, Diana. Yeah, Diane. Diane. <laughs> I don't. I have this habit. You ruin your. You like. You make sure everybody get your name right, but you don't want to get away. No, no. But I don't know why it's to have anybody named Diana. Like, cause I've done it with Diana Ross before, and I say Diane Ross. But what's funny is, if you've ever watched the Temptations movie, the uh, the woman who played Diana Ross, she actually said, "I am Diane Ross," and I thought that was weird. And I'm like, nobody corrected her. Okay, but. Um, to expose the 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 rigorous, the the fuckery in the royal um household in Buckingham is just ugh. like it. Fuck all of them. So yes, to put that in all in a nutshell, what are your thoughts about it, or did you even watch it all? So I'm be honest, I wasn't watching it. Well, I'll tell you, I didn't watch it when it came on. I was watching the All Star game, which I actually enjoyed, but um. Really? Because I saw a whole bunch of people bitching about it. Like, eh, why you put the slam dunk contest in between the... I said the all-star game. Yeah, that's I, what I, I said. I didn't say anything about the slam dunk. I oh. said game. Oh, okay. I specifically said game. Okay, well, that, I guess that's... The dunk it. contest was that... I, I didn't in the three-point competition? The three-point contest was actually hype. That was actually... It was actually really good. I liked it. Didn't that Curry was, win that? Yes, he won the last shot. Yeah. Which, I, for some reason, some people complained about, too. Which I'm like, God damn, what's wrong with y'all? Y'all can't be satisfied. You can't. You got to stop paying attention to the internet. No, um, yeah, um, people are gonna. That's all you do on the internet. That's literally what the internet sports people to complain. Bitch, bitch, bitch. Yes, that's what they do. Yes. So, just stop paying attention to those things. Um, no, it just pop up on my timeline. It's funny to laugh you, at, but it, you yeah. can ignore it. I mean, uh, yeah, but that's also why I take breaks from social media too. Yeah, surprise. Yeah, yeah. mm-hmm. People don't internet. I'm never gonna allow people on the internet to bother me that much. Where I it's not the fact them. that it's bothering, but it's just like, come on now, sir. No, I know. Uh, no, okay. I, 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 I am in control. I can control my. Right. My intake uh, of social media. Okay. And I still do I. I'm yeah, not no. on there as much. Yeah, but that's what I'm saying. If you're not on there as much, then it shouldn't impact you. Boom, you got to take a break from it. But it, I'll, I'll take a break from it for multiple reasons, too. But, I, I mean, you have to admit, too, social media can be overwhelming at times. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it is. He, he just doesn't like to admit it, guys. Not to me. It's okay. Social media has never been overwhelming to me. It's okay, Pappy. It's not. Okay. It's not. I'll take your though. word for it, though. That, but you, that's you. I'm not. I'm telling you the truth. It's okay. Never, no. What, I, I when is you, why is social media overwhelming? Uh, because you just pick up on so much of people's opinions, and then it's just. I guess it's because you you, you just feel people's energy and stuff 
especially through like statuses and differences through views and opinions and stuff like that. And it's just like, oh my God. What other people's opinions get to do with your life though? Okay. No, I'm asking the, I'm asking a serious question. I just really answered your question. No, but why does it affect you? It's not the fact that it, it affects like so you you just have no feelings when you, you come on social media, right? About what somebody I don't know says? No. Okay, well that's that's you. So you obviously we have two different So here's the thing. About so here's the thing. This is something that um I argue with my I tell my employees a lot and it's a, it's a it's a contention because I've been in customer service in some shape or form since I was 19 years old. Mm-hmm. As you know, customer service is not is a thankless job. It is a it can be very it can wear on you if you allow it to. And when I was I, younger, I work in customer service too. So. Okay, so again, so if you allow it to, because and this thing is this is different because you are directly working with the public in most cases. Even if you work in a cause and you're talking to people every day, and a lot of times they're upset. So it's not as the the percentage is probably not as large. People will make you say is I mean. Realistically, most people are usually reasonable. You're probably looking at maybe 15 to 20% of people that may be angry in, in some instances, depending on what industry you work in. But whatever the case may be. Um, when I was younger, when I first got in like sales, I probably it probably affected me more because I didn't know how to deal with it because people don't know how to separate it. Because it, it took you a lot of people take it to heart when somebody is either upset with them or upset with the situation or whatever and they take it to they take it as oh you're yelling at me or you're angry at me what i taught myself or realized at a young age though is i don't know these people from a can of paint yes they may come in my store they may come to where my location or they may call into my wherever place i'm working at but i don't know them and i find it a rule of thumb that somebody i don't know should not be able to affect my mood that much because it just don't make sense. There are people in my life that affect me directly. Why am I allowing someone who doesn't directly affect my life impact? Like, it's a certain level of compartmentalizing. Like, yo, this is what it is. When I leave work, I go to work. I do my job. I handle what I got to handle. I'm going to always yes, go to work. work. Cause work is just, no, no, work. but you no, know I'm saying I'm going to work. I'm going to do my job. I'm going to do my job to the best of my ability. I care about what I do, but I don't, I don't, I don't that caring about my job and caring about the quality of work I do. I want to help my customer because I enjoy helping people mm-hmm. in general, not just with workload. I I enjoy helping people, so that's just who I am. But at the same time, you yelling at me and cussing me out ain't about to do nothing to me because I don't know you. Once we get off this phone, or once you leave my store, I may not hit never hear you see you again. It's just what it is. So. Why then? Why would I let you that momentary interaction affect me so much that I get stressed out? I get upset, things like that. It just doesn't make sense. So I guess I've learned how to compartmentalize to that point. And it took, I mean, it wasn't like an overnight thing, but I did it so long ago that it's the same way I live my life now. The people in my life, the people that are directly connected to me, the people I interact with directly on a consistent basis, yes, if one of those people does something that affects me, whether they hurt my feelings, whether they break my heart, those things, yes, those things are going to affect me emotionally what? and mentally. Oh my and stuff God, like that. you have feelings. Ma'am, I've been, shut up. <laughs> shut up. Um, those things, yes, those things are going to affect me. 
somebody I don't know on social media that I may interact with or talk to every once in a while, once in a blue moon, if that, we may t- interact on a comment or something like that. We may flirt a little bit if it's a, a, a person of opposite sex or something like that. I don't know you like that. Like, I don't know you to the point where something you do or say or your opinion that you, I, um, dis- you, I may disagree with you and opinion is going to affect my mood. Now, at the same time, what I will say is I do have a low tolerance for stupidity. Mm-hmm. And if I think you have a dumbass opinion, I do have the right to like, and that's the thing. If I don't want to entertain you, or I don't want to see your stupid ass opinion, I yeah, I can, I can mute you. I can, I can, I can unfriend you. Oh yeah, because I, there is a certain of level that. of it's. Because my thing is this: we don't have to agree on everything, mm-hmm. but there are certain things I just, I just can't abide. Be defending you. somebody who's a rapist or a molester or. Yeah. A predator of any kind, I can't or abide racist. that. Yeah. So, or racist or things like that. Those are things I just can't abide. So, if you are supporting those things at any level, if you are trying to play devil's advocate on those things or for any, on any level, then we can't vibe. That's just not a thing. And the thing is, I'm the king of devil's advocate, but not on stuff like that. Like, I will always love to see the other side of things and understand a person's point of view, but not on shit like that. Shit that's unreasonable to me is mm-hmm. never going to be a thing I'm going to play devil's advocate. So, I guess that's just my thing is that. I don't know if I if I ever take a break from social media. It's gonna, I'm taking a. It's just because I don't have time for it. Like oh, I I got a lot of stuff I'm working on right now, so I probably won't be posting that much. It doesn't mean I'm just specifically taking a break from social media. It's just I'm and the thing, I think the only thing I have with people when they say I'm taking a break is that they most people do it for attention because why even post. Yeah, now if you post and it, I that's, do agree. And that, I think that's kind of where my it, my annoyance with people that say they're taking a break. I'm not talking about you specifically, but right. in general. Because you, I'm not somebody saying, I'm about to take a break from social media. Because I need me? to get my life together. What are you I'm telling like, me? I don't care. Okay. Go ahead and do what you're going to do. No, because my they want is, they want people to take, oh, what's going on? Oh, what? shit. Oh, you hurt? What's uh, right. Yeah, no, because my thing is, and honestly, because I, I mean, the fact is, is that mostly... I am working on some stuff behind the scenes, but also just repairing myself mentally and spiritually. That's the reason why I do take breaks from social media, because I guess the thing is, for me, you kind of have to build a method for where until you can get to a point where, yeah, you can just hop on social media. And when you see like a whole bunch of stupidity and stuff like that, you just be like, okay, yeah, what the fuck? Get over it. But until then, you have to kind of sort of come up with a method that helps you to kind of just keep your mind staying clear. And now for me, I don't think I need to be on social media that much unless it's to promote stuff. Social media kind of goes hand in hand with my career. So I kind of really can't escape it in a way. However, I can limit it just for my my personal sake. And that, that's what works for me. I use social media for the most part strictly to at this point. Mm-hmm. Because, yeah, I might interact with people I'm friends with, but for the most part, it is strictly entertainment. I... I if it's to interact or, or, you know, follow or catch up with my favorite artists or listen to hear about some new music or some shit. I'm right. Like a new collaboration. Or I mean, like, oh, shit. Bruno Mars and Anderson Peck are, um, are collaborating or doing an album together. Oh, shit. I yes. got Oh, here. and that song was lovely. Um, Like, shit like that. Like, that's what I use social media for. That's what I've always loved about social media. Even from when I first got on Twitter was the, the thing I loved about it. Because I remember, like, I remember the first time I was like, oh, I love Twitter. And it was, and this is years ago. Back when Justin Bieber, like, I think it was on his first album, and he had, had this, I can't remember what song it was. It was when Kanye first got on Twitter. And Twan, Kanye, when he first got on Twitter, 
he went on a rampage just posting all kinds of random. He's like, man, I wish I had, like, he just kept posting all kinds of random rich shit. And he's like, oh my God, I wish I had Twitter when this shit happened. And so many, so many bollerific moments I could have posted. And then he was talking about, yo, I'm waking, I'm listening to this. Um, uh, it was a uh, Justin Bieber, I think Never or some shit like that. It was some song he had made. Mm-hmm. He's like, yo, man, I should remake me, um, me and go, me and um, we should remake this song and put uh, Raekwon on it. Yeah. And it was the most random <laughs> shit. And then Raekwon responded like, yo, let's go. And then two, like a week later, they dropped the song. And I'm like, this Raekwon. is a Justin Bieber remix with Kanye producing and fucking Raekwon's on it. Of all the people, Raekwon. This is the most amazing shit ever. I love Twitter. And that's really when I fell in love with that shit because it's like, this is the kind of shit that can happen seeing your favorite artists or just artists you respect or just seeing these these celebrities interact and the crazy shit that can come out of it is amazing. And it still happens to this day where you still sometimes will see those organic things where some shit pop up. Mm-hmm. Somebody's like, oh, I would love if so-and-so could do this, this, and this. And then all of a sudden, like, oh, shit, let's make this happen. It's like, oh, and then, you know, you see fruit bear from that shit. That shit's dope. So... I think I love social media for that. Yes, there right. are still some toxic things on social media. But, but I yeah, think- no, I totally agree with that whole, I don't see the point with, yeah, why do you have to explain to people like, yeah, I had to take a break so I can get myself together mentally. Like, okay, who gives a fuck? Like, or, yeah, you know, sorry, I've just been going through a lot and that's why I haven't been responding to you guys. Why the fuck you have to tell people that? Because it, like, people, because we, because people want that validation on social media. Social media is for people. Like it's become a place where people want to get attention. That's just what it is. And so people are looking for club. People are looking for attention. People are looking. It's like when we talked about the whole thing about posting a boyfriend but not posting his face. What? Yeah. Oh. What's the fucking point of doing that? But people do it because it's like you can't say you don't want people in your business because you really want people in your business enough to know you with somebody, but you don't want them to know who it is. Right, because nine it's... times out of ten, the person that they're dating probably still has side pieces. Right. Or people is probably like, oh, yeah, he was just in my DMs five minutes ago. Woop de woop woop woop. And they know deep and my, down in the And it's shit. just like, yo, it's, it's, if you're, if you are happy with your relationship, like, that's like when I, that's always my argument being with um, people talking about social media ruins relationships. Is it how? Social media can't ruin your relationship unless y'all and if y'all are allowing social media to influence your lives, that's your fault. I'll say, I guess in that way, it makes it easier for somebody to to ruin a relationship huh. because it, it's easier access. Because you know, back in the day before you had social media, I mean, you would have to write a letter to somebody, or it would take you know miles of a telegram before you found out some shit. But whereas social media, you could just but no, screenshot. but see, that's not social. Oh yeah. So here, but that's not social media's fault. That's the person. Yeah, who no, no, no. I get that's it. the thing. That's what I said. Social media is not the thing it that makes it faster. No, no, no. But much... social media didn't ruin the relationship. The person that was doing dirt ruined the relationship. Social media yeah. just brought it to light. That's different. Mm-hmm. But you was already doing dirt. Social media just told on you. Yeah. <laughs> so that's not social media's fault. Actually, that's a benefit of social media. Is like if I find out my girl or my significant right. other is. Fucking off on me. Ray social Ray media, was that? <laughs> social media is, tell, is giving me the game, so now I know quicker instead of me sitting in a six months relationship when this person been cheating on me for five months of it. Yeah, that's but unfortunately, a, then there's some people out there that that sees this type of shit and they still just hold on for dear oh, life. Oh, well, that's because, but that's also that's relationships in general. 
People always hope holding on to trash relationships because they get built up with some type of dependency. They don't want to end it. Yep, low they, self they, esteem. They feel like they've invested too much. Like you said, low self esteem. Like those or they don't, are, they don't want because you know yeah we've all invested in the, like five seasons of your relationship and if y'all were to just suddenly disappear now then we're gonna be asking like what happened to such and such? I haven't seen you post about him. Are you guys broken up? And then they're like, I just don't want people in my business. But you know I'm just focusing on myself. But see that's the thing. Like, but see that's the thing when you. When you constantly put your business out there, and I'm not saying post a picture of you and your husband or a significant other just traveling, but like when you post all the drama, <laughs> oh shit, I can't believe fuck this nigga, blah right, blah you blah. You said it's one girl that you used to follow, and that was all oh, she. Oh my, <laughs> that that was the most entertaining. That was my like Facebook soap opera. <laughs> that shit was hilarious because every time she was going through it with a nigga, you heard the whole story. And you said she went into detail. Oh no! Like the last time it was like it was like a, a five week drama. Like it was like a five weeks uh, mini series <laughs> of this one nigga she was with, and they went. They was good. She was all happy. Oh my god! I can't wait to get off of work and see my baby. Oh my god! And then a week later, fuck that nigga. Fuck that nigga. His like I even gave him a chance, even though his dick wasn't big like I was <laughs> used to. Um, like look, like I'm gonna go. I'm gonna call his job and tell his boss how he wasn't never working because he was always talking to me. And don't even come on my page. And don't let me come on my page comment talking about I'm tripping. Because I'll block your ass. Blah, blah, blah. And then a week later, oh, it was me and my baby against the world. Nothing can, you know, we the might go. dude, though, right? Yep, we, we might go through shit, but we going to be all right. We good. Can't wait to get home and see my baby two days later. Fuck that nigga. Oh, my God. I can't believe this nigga. Like, and post this picture. I can't believe this nigga wasn't even fine like I'm used to. And remember that <laughs> night? And remember that night you called me talking about you was trying to kill yourself? And I was that, and I was there for you? I didn't even tell nobody about it, even though I was fucked up and you look weak. Like, she was just, it was like non And I'm sitting there like. And she typed in all caps, right? Because like that's usually this shit all caps. was hilarious. Because it just kept changing. Oh, man. Like, one day to the next, the story was getting worse. <laughs> that one day she good. Oh, my God. I can't wait to get off of work and cuddle with my baby. And then the <laughs> next day, it's fuck this nigga. I, I can't stand him. And then oh, I'm going to post a new picture. It's this nigga. And she says, whole government name. This bitch nigga here. <laughs> blah, 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 blah. Whatever his name was. And I'm like, this shit. Not is the government fucking oh. hilarious. <laughs> like this shit oh, is hilarious. That was, that's but the thing is, even all, if if I'm thinking about all the time she was like when she was on my like fans list, she was always like, and she would always end up with some one nigga and be with that nigga. Then like a few months later, that nigga and her break up, and not even a couple weeks, always some new nigga next. Like two a couple weeks later, I'm like. You just gotta like you just gotta cue like a niggas yeah. who's just waiting to get with you or whatever. And you Basically. just gotta jump and you don't wait. Like this is her uh, her her new king. Like her like that shit was hilarious he... though. Like because it was consistent. That one five week period of them like it was a week to week like cliffhanger. You didn't know it was going. <laughs> it's like whenever you watch your favorite show back in the day and they end on that and like back like when um yeah they end like dun, dun, dun. I was like to be continued. What? <laughs> what the fuck is happening? Shit, I gotta wait another week. That's exactly what that shit was like. That shit was hilarious as hell, though. But that's the thing. Like, if you share all your relationships and all your drama and all the bad things that are going on in your relationship on social media, then you are asking. 
for people to be in your relationship, mm-hmm. you are also for asking for them being your business. And you are also asking for, for example, niggas to be in your inbox because, oh, shit, you tell them about how this nigga ain't shit. So if I want to be with you or I want to get with oh, you. Oh, yeah, the, the ones that are like. They're going to be waiting in the wings. I don't want no fuck, boy, so don't come at me with that energy. And then they end like, up with a fuck boy. Or, or it'd be like, yeah, me and I'm single now. I'm officially single. You say I'm a, you post that you officially single now. Yes, now dudes are in your DM. But, but then dudes are in your DM, and then an hour later, and don't be coming to my DM. Really? Right. But you why did you single. post you were single like but, that? You clearly wanted attention. The thing is, you didn't get the attention from the niggas you wanted the attention from. So now you want to oh, don't be in my DMs though. Right. You just mad the quality of the DMs you get, and that's what it is. Exactly. Right, just, 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 just own it up. You trying to, you cool. You wanna, that's what you want. That's fine. Just as long as people own up the fact that they want attention, they crave attention. That's what they on social media for. I'm fine with. But don't come in here acting like you didn't want that shit. No, social media didn't ruin your relationship. Whatever dumb shit you was going on with your relationship was going to exist regardless and then of social media. The, the classic excuses that I'm, I don't know, I don't understand why people are concerned about what I do. It's a free country. I should be able to do what I want without people judging me. Judge yourself. Worry about what you doing. Back to our topic. Yeah. We're talking about <laughs> we're talking about Prince Harry, well, formerly Prince Harry. Yeah, ooh, child, um, we really got off of and, that. Uh, yeah, and Meghan Markle. So my thought is. So I've seen people who said they don't fucking care because, like, who well, everybody knew the fucking royal family is racist. I said that's not yes. the point, though. The point is she's exposing what she went through in her experience. Yes, you may you may assume or think, oh yeah, they're they're racist, but at the same time, we're talking about this woman's trauma. Right, it's trauma for her, regardless of what you think of the royal family. This wasn't about them. It's about her experience and, and her trauma because she fell in love with a man and she married him. And marrying to that certain family um, brought trauma to her life to the point where she felt like she wanted to kill herself. Mm-hmm. So that's what it's about. It's not about anything else. It's about the fact that she is supposed to racism in a place. Well, yeah, y'all may assume there was racism there, but hey, the point is that's what she went through. So you can't dismiss somebody just because you don't care about the royal family. Don't mean you dismiss her trauma like that. That part I don't agree with. Um, whether you like the royal family or not, but right. yes, the fact that they was denying security, they wouldn't go get the child the title or deny him security. It was worried about the color of the baby. Like, she ain't fucking light-skinned and shit. That's like somebody asking what color your kid gonna have if you... Right. If you like, that's it. Really? Yeah. Like, no. It's just... But it was just... It, you know, it's just... It's, I, 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 I appreciate her telling her story and talking about it. And I appreciate Harry for being a stand-up dumb husband and saying, yo, I'm riding with my wife. Fuck y'all. And it's... And it, like I said, it speaks, it's prophetic that his mom saved up money because she knew that, you know, they was gonna try to some fuck shit at some point. His brother like his daddy and he's more like his mom that's yep. just what it is so and he's always been doing his own thing yeah he and went the fact that other... his dad cut him off completely like, yeah, like but he's him. always been like the eyeball in the family and like he didn't want to just sit there and be rich and be a, a royal child he right. went off and joined the army for 10 years and did his bids and shit like that like he did stuff that they wouldn't do because he didn't he wasn't like them he wasn't he wasn't gonna just sit there and just be rich the rich the rich prince or whatever he wanted to serve the people and shit like that. So he was always going to be different from them. We knew that. He was more like his mom. That's mm-hmm. just what it is. So, what I appreciate, you know, and, and, and like I said, whether you care or not, and like if you don't, and that's, okay, and actually leads me. That leads me to my other thing. Huh. Y'all got to stop saying y'all don't care when y'all really actually care. <laughs> That is like the most so, oxymoron thing ever. 
getting on social media to tell me you don't care about something. Oh, like we just discussed. <laughs> shows me that you actually care yeah. about said subject. Yeah. If you spend time to type out a message about how much you don't care, guess what? Motherfucker, you care. Right. You care. It's just like when Beyonce promote a concert. I don't care about Beyonce concert. I don't care about this shit. But really, don't you though? So why why are you bringing it up? Why are you bringing it up? Why are you talking about it? Because we're, other people are talking about it? Or were you, you mad care. that you tried to purchase a ticket but couldn't afford it? Or you, you, you tried, you had the money, and it said decline? Or people that want to give speeches to everybody about how they want to spend their stimulus check. Look, it's their money, You're not investing in stocks and bonds like, and Twitter. Like, then you stupid. You need L- to stay woke. LLC Twitter is hilarious. That is a fuck, funny place. I, I think I've heard about LLC Twitter. Basically, niggas always trying, oh, why don't you start the LLC? And do what, though? And do what? You don't realize that anybody can get a business name, but you ain't give me you ain't give me no game on how to what I'm supposed to do. What what business? What do I do? How do you think I hold you know I want to run a business? And, and people need to understand everybody was not born to be an entrepreneur. That's not a bad thing because if that were the case, then we would have no no support system because everybody will want to be leaders. And let's just be real, everybody's not equipped and built to be a leader because it's more than just. I guess having the skill at it, but are you a people person? Are you a great problem solver? And a lot of people are not or lack most of those qualities. So yeah. We had this conversation at work, um, about just different leaders that, you know, in general and, and leadership styles and stuff. And reality is this. Like she said, everybody's not built and everybody's not built to be a leader. Because a lot of people who are there are people who are leaders or in leadership roles. Like Trump. Who source leader or not leaders, they are what they like is the power that comes yes. with a leadership role. They don't like the work that comes with being a leader or the responsibility that comes with being a leader. Perfect they example, only, Trump. They just like the power and the status that comes with it and the money in some instances that come with it. They didn't take that role because they actually wanted to lead people or or change things for the better. They took that shit because, hey, it's some type of status. People have to look up to you because you are their leader and they have to do what you want them to do. That's what it boils down to. And unfortunately, that's just what it is. So when people talk about, oh, well, so I don't care about that so-and-so thing, or I don't want to do that thing, or I don't have, I don't want nothing to do with that. I say, yeah, but nobody asked you. Mm-hmm. Nobody asked you to come on social media and write a whole fucking, uh, fucking um, dissertation about what you don't care about. Because on some level, if you do put all that effort into saying all this shit about why you don't care about such and such, then on some level you care because you cared enough mm-hmm. to tell me why you don't care. What you do is you care that other people are enjoying themselves and you want to just be a party pooper. Yep. So because somebody, everybody else is having fun with something, everybody loves Made something, everybody's happy about something, you want to come on and be the contrarian because then it gives you attention, for one. Also, you actually do care, but you want to take the opposite view. And then they, they try to turn it into the, the fake woke moment, like... You know, if y'all yeah. was wise, y'all wouldn't be brainwashed mm-hmm. to understand that you could be empowered mm-hmm. by having your own LLC, but that's why you're going to be a slave to money and the white man because you don't want to be a leader. People, You'd rather be a slave. People always want to tell somebody to start Stay a woke. business, but never tell them what business to start and how to run said business. Because those would be the same people like um, inbox me. Also, and then they don't tell you. <laughs> also, 
Yes, you're right. I can go start an LLC. I've started multiple LLCs. But you know the difference between me and most people is I didn't start an LLC because I um I just wanted to start an LLC. I started an LLC because I had an idea. Mm-hmm. And to get an idea to where I wanted to be, I needed to do it the right way to make sure I protected myself, first of all. Yeah. Um, And set myself up so that whatever future earnings I get from said idea are benefiting me. And yeah, there's reasons you do those things. But you don't do those things because somebody said, "Hey, I got a, and I got a few dollars in my pocket. Let me go start a business." If you don't have an idea, because if you don't, if you say I want to start a business, but you don't have an idea, then what are you doing? Showing you have, off. You, you don't. You're not doing anything. I got my a, LLC, y'all. I'm an official boss, babe. It costs in the state of Michigan. It costs fifty dollars to get an LLC. What the fuck that mean? Any? What they got to do anything? I know somebody who was selling people LLC. People for two hundred dollars. No, that's because and I know people do. There are people. There are plenty of people that do that shit. And every time I see somebody do that shit. I'm thinking to myself, y'all do, and, and my thing is this, I understand that a lot of people, and that's the other thing. If you're trying to start, your, and because I understand there are people that, hey, this, that's the hustle, is, 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 is helping people set up their business. Hustle man, hustle And they, they're going to charge you for the, 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 the leg work they're going to do for you as far as setting up your business, getting all your, getting your EIN, getting your duns, getting all those things, you know, all those things mm-hmm. set up for you. And I understand that's their hustle. And I'm not, I'm not knocking their hustle at all. But if people, if you really are, and I'm just going to be honest, if you really are a person who's about trying to really do on your own business, especially in today's age, you're going to do the work. You're going to do the legwork yourself. What you're not going to do is rely on somebody else to do it for you. Because if you don't do that, what you're going to, like, that's the thing. You, you have to be self-sufficient on some level to run a business. That's just what it is. You have to be self-sufficient enough to at least learn how, to, how the business is going to work. Because it's going to be ultimately your shit. Now, if you got a group of people running the business and you still, somebody, there has to be somebody who's knowledgeable running the business. For example, me and my cousin had this uh, conversation years ago. Mm-hmm. My cousin Ro. My cousin Ro is, he's a dancer. That was his minor in school. Like, you know, that was his minor. That's what he, when he graduated. He has plenty of friends who are dancers who run dance studios and don't make any money from their dance studio. Me and him had talked about it at one point on um, over the dance studio. And he was telling me how he has friends who own dance studios, but no money from it. The only money they make is really for kids because they're too busy on the road trying to, you know, break themselves as dancers and get in auditions and shit like that. Hmm. And I said, that's that's the issue with that is this. The dancer is trying to do what they need to do as a dancer, but they don't have nobody at home who knows how to run a business. Ah. So when you're doing something like that, you have to have somebody who understands the business side so you as the dancer or the figurehead of the business in whatever case it may be, you can be out on the road doing what you need to do to promote the business in whatever ways, whether you're doing it, doing auditions, doing shows, doing YouTube videos, shit like that, while the business person is running the business, thinking of marketing ideas and, and, put, and implementing things that are going to help you be successful financially so that the, 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 the business can thrive. But if you are the the only one and only person and you were not there to really run the business like that. And the other person and people you may have involved who are not business people and don't understand it. It's never going to be a financial. It's not, it's not going to be anything, but you're going to operate at a loss all the time. Or you may barely break even if most, in some cases, but that's mostly in cases where you're probably taking some of the money you're making as a dancer and using it for the business. Cause you're not really making any money off the business itself. You're just really barely breaking even because you don't have anybody to un- run who understands the business side of the thing. So and that's the thing for a lot of people in business is that 
happens to musicians where they they have their friend or their their cousin or somebody who's running their business, but that person don't know shit about business. It's part of the reason when LeBron when he got money, he put all his friends through college yeah. so they can help run his businesses and and do and, and work their ways up and and do what they need to fucking do. When Emory got out of jail, first thing Jay did is gave him a job. And eventually, Emory worked himself up, and he started Paper Planes, and he's been doing, and now he's fucking running Puma with Jay and all the other shit. Mm-hmm. But he he had to learn how to run business and and learn all the things and the thing intricacies of all that shit that you have to do. But a lot of people don't understand that because idea people are idea people first and foremost. It's just like well, wait. For a long time, when Wade was doing his T-shirt thing, Wade didn't know shit about running business because Wade was. He's a designer first. He's still, he's gotten a lot better at it, but that's partly because he's had business-minded people around him now. Hello, Brother Wade. As opposed to before where it was just kind of him on his own. Right. Yeah, people like me. He has people like City where we can help him with the business side of the stuff. So he all he can do is focus on what he needs to do as a designer. And no, no but that totally makes sense now because I feel like now I'm in that season where I actually have someone I'm working with now that is actually helping me with marketing because I'll be honest I cannot stand marketing because I'm one of those people that I'll do it once or twice and then I expect it's exhausting it's it's a lot of work to handle for any one person yes but now it's like it kind of helps and flows a lot easier because I have persons that are actually helping me and they understand you know the time to post and do take care of all that stuff. I, I'm not into that. I right. I let them do it. So they you know run my productions page and stuff like that. Any so successful cool. business person has a team. <clears throat> exactly. The team may be two other people, but it's a team. It starts. Mm-hmm. You have to start somewhere. Yep. Because you can't do everything yourself. You just can't. As much as you try, that's something I still have a hard time with sometimes. But it's partly because you stop because you will burn yourself out. I'm a you witness can. to that. You I, can. I, you I've, can I've burn yourself this. out. Yes. Um. And at the same time, it's like. You can't be in you can't be in ten places at once. Nope. You just can't. As much as you would love to, you can't. Mm-hmm. That is something I've had to. I still struggle with to this day because, well, it's partly because I have a thing where every time I try to get something started or start to do something and I try to involve other people, they don't. It, they fall. No, I. They I get don't that. hold up I their end, that. so I get to a point where I get frustrated. I have and to say, do it. Yeah. I'll just do this shit myself. Absolutely. So my biggest thing for me is I have to find people like. And it's like, I hate having to chase people for shit. Like, yo, you I'm said you're going to do here. this. Why are you not doing it? I just need you to do this one thing, and then I'll handle everything else. I just need you to do this one mm-hmm. thing. That's all I'm asking. One thing. One thing. Do this one thing, and we'll be fine. But yep. you won't do this one thing. So now we still in this. same niggas that be like, but can you help me with my shit? It's like, frustrating. It's very frustrating. And it's like, yo, I'm trying to get us out of I'm trying to get us to the next level, <laughs> but I need your help. I can't, because I'm aware that I can't do it all by myself. Right. I'm aware of that. I'm very, I'm very aware of that, that look, I need a team. I need, I need, so I need people around me who are going to help follow through with this goal and this dream. And I know I can't do that. I can't make this shit happen myself. And it will come. You, you, your team will come. It's coming. You'll have it. Yeah, this is can't be light skin. This is going on for sure. Yeah. He, he just wished he was a light skin. That's what it is. But in general, um, back to you motherfuckers who keep saying y'all don't care about shit. You don't care about Meghan Markle and Harry. You don't care about. Um, you don't care about coming to America. Coming too. to America too. You don't care about 
Beyonce when she has a concert or a tour. You don't care about people yeah. getting stimulus checks. You don't <laughs> care about any. You don't care about people like you don't care about all of this shit, which is fine if you truly don't care. But telling me you don't care shows that you care. Shows me that you care, and that's just and, and or that you you you're seeking some sort just, of attention. Just own that shit, and that's fine. That's what you want to do, <laughs> but don't lie to me because I I'm I, I'm I'm very well versed in bullshit. Yeah, like, and it was funny because earlier a friend of mine on Facebook, she showed me a status where somebody was like, yeah, you people out here getting uh, hype over a stimulus check. I don't care because I make six figures, so what I need a stimulus check for? That just make me hustle harder, like. Shut the fuck up. Yeah. <laughs> and, of course, that person got dragged. Like, because it, it was a tag. This in, ain't about you, nigga. Yeah. <laughs> First of all, I'm gonna be honest with you. If you got money like that, you're not thinking about people who talking about their own stimulus check. Exactly. I guess you do with you. If you exactly. getting money like that, you ain't thinking about people who who getting a stimulus check. I ain't heard Rick Ross say a word about nobody getting a stimulus check. You know why? Mm-hmm. Rick Ross getting money. He don't need it, so he's not talking about nobody else. And he's not about to take time out of his career to downplay. Regular Americans who are receiving anybody the who's a check. real hustler is not gonna on gonna no bash on people who are trying to just make it and take care of their fucking families and get through the next day. Right? They're not because they understand. Because mm-hmm. most real hustlers started Come from, from the somewhere. Yes. They came from the struggle and they they got their way up. I'm not talking about you, some entitled rich kid. They got a money from his kid family. I'm talking about real hustlers <laughs> that came from up from fucking nothing. Um. So. Speaking of hustles, I guess we can transition. We and I haven't finished showing actually the rest of the show, but it's I don't a, have really a lot of people. Great, great um, show so so far, the um, hip hop uncovered, which come on came on FX. I almost I said undercover, like um, <laughs> New York hip hop uncovered, <laughs> um, which came on X um, FX XF. <laughs> um, is a is a so it's a series that basically t- it documents the history of the streets, the connection of the streets to hip hop and. Um, it focuses primarily on, I think, five people. Big U from L.A., um, Haitian Jack from Brooklyn. Aunt Deb. Aunt Deb and Bimmy from Queens and um, Trick, Trick. Trick Trick from Detroit. And basically talking about, you know, how the streets has influenced hip-hop, how, you know, how how you, it's always those gatekeepers in the, from the hood and from the streets that are always behind the scenes in hip-hop and people know them. Big U is um, his most recent, you know, he's been most recently known because he was uh, managing Nipsey before he passed. Um, Haitian Jack, um, he had connections to Mike Tyson and Madonna back in the day. Um, and was he was on also with DMC. He was no, that was that's your. Oh DMC. wait, oh. Uh, and he was also Deb's brother. My, yeah, you're thinking about Deb's yeah. brother, and Haitian Jack was also connected to Pac at one point, and then Pac also dissed him on Against All Lies on Machiavelli. Um, oh dear, Pac. which is a whole nother thing. Um, and then, because uh, there was also people that started the rumor that Haitian Jack had something to do with Poggy and Kill, which was ridiculous. Because we all know who has something to do with Poggy and Kill, and nothing to do with Haitian Jack. Um, yeah, but yes. um, and then also talked about Aunt Deb, and who is most notably known for uh, discovering Waka. Waka uh, well, well that's her she's Waka Flocka's mom. He's Waka. She's Waka Flocka's mom, but she's most known for discovering Gucci, um, Nicki Minaj. French Montana, mm-hmm. and of course her son Flocka Flocka, um, and then her she brother Bimmy. Flocka Flocka. <laughs> I used to hate that nigga name. Flocka Flocka is actually yeah, that dude. that was. Well, I used a dumb to name. hate that nigga I, when we first came out. That name out. was. Um, 
And then, uh, and also her brother, her little brother, Bimmy. And Bimmy. That was who was with uh, Bimmy was Bimmy was one of, he was one of the head niggas in the Supreme Team. Um, and for you niggas that don't know who Supreme Team is, Kenneth Supreme, um, one of the biggest drug crews in New York back in the 80s. The movie New Jack City was loosely based, based on their the their shit, which I didn't know till today. Um, but Bimmy was Bimmy was like he his first foray in hip hop was being on tour Run DMC. They had this nigga, one of the biggest drug dealers in the on country, the Joan River on show. the Joan River <laughs> show, standing up there when they was performing <laughs> the shit, like just some crazy Doing the shit. Boy stance. <laughs> they also talked about they they also had Trick Trick and Trick Trick from Detroit. You know Trick Trick. He's most known probably for the No Fly Zone shit here. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm gonna be honest with you. From Detroit. First of all, I did not know that Trick Trick made the song "Shake That Make That Booty Bounce," which is, <laughs> is, is, is nothing crazy, but it's still like I didn't know that was Trick Trick. Um, but I will say from this documentary, why? Because I, I watched the whole series already. She actually hasn't watched the whole thing yet, but we'll be on I have episode a, three. I have this. a newfound respect for Trick Trick, probably more, and only because honestly, my my experience in the hip hop game, as far as my connection to it, not just as a fan, but direct connection to it was always outside of Detroit. Like I, you know, I knew of some of the Detroit scene, but not a real, like I knew of niggas, but I wasn't connected to it. Cause most of my connection was mostly to New York and some to LA. Yeah. He was Hollywood like y'all. So I wasn't fully aware of all the stuff that trick trick was doing. I didn't know he was in the group with proof before proof went on tour with M and all mm-hmm. this shit he was doing and all the shit he does. I mean, I know all this, I'm aware of all the shit he does for the community now and shit like that. But of course, he got a bad rap for the whole no fly zone shit, and, I, and at the time, I probably disagree with it to some extent. But now that I, I mean, he had a point though. I kind of, I too, I understood it. I, my only issue was the way it was done with the whole Rick Ross thing because it's like it didn't make sense only because he already got paid, so you're not hurting anybody but the fans. That was always my contention when that shit happened. Mm-hmm. Rick Ross already got his money, so you're not hurting Rick Ross. You're hurting the fans who paid to go to this concert and not getting the show they paid for. Mm-hmm. That was always my issue with the, when that, the way that shit went down. But at the same time, if you know anything about hip-hop, and, and there are certain certain cities you go to that you got to check in with the OGs. Yeah. That's just how the shit worked. That shit has always been that way, and it hasn't changed. And for the, for Detroit, Trick Trick is the OG. Gee, yep. So that's the nigga y'all got to check in with. Mm-hmm. That's just what it is. You go to New York, certain niggas you got to check in with. Right. Go to LA, you gotta check in with certain niggas like Big U. It's just certain places when you go there, you gotta check in. And so I totally understand that because that's just what street class that's always been a part of hip hop. That's not gonna change. So on that level, I totally understand. It's like, yo, respect, dog. Like it, you coming to my city, show some respect, show some love. Right. That's just what it is. And I told so that part I totally understand. And like I said, watching the documentary and seeing his history and seeing all the things he's done. And, the, and all and where he came from and all this sh- and like I have a newfound respect for Trick Trick I really do, um, because at first because all like most of the attention he got was just him fighting niggas you know beating up Trick Daddy you know because of the shit like that it's like you heard, right? <laughs> now the Trick Daddy that I mean the Young Bird incident was kind of everybody knew though. about that shit because Young and Berg then this nigga Young this nigga Young Bird successfully rebranded himself huh oh you know that hitmaker. That's him? Yeah, that's him. That's it. He's Hitmaker. He's Hitmaker. Oh. That nigga is free, re, rebranded himself into a, a, like one of the biggest producers in the industry. The fuck? That is Hitmaker. I Hitmaker. got bamboozled because yeah. I've 
hard to name him maker, but I didn't realize that was Hitmaker him. Hitmaker is him. Oh my god. Hitmaker is him. Oh, oh gee. Well, I think he had no choice but to because he was gonna be he young birthday. Got is. beat up by Trick Trick and got his chain stolen. Cause he is that, fully that. he has fully remade himself into a, a producer who has he has produced for every from all most of the like artists. Well, at least he heart. finally found his calling because rap was not it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hitmaker, hitmaker, hitmaker. Yep, that is him. That is a uh, that is a uh, young bird. Bless your heart, hitmaker, um, young bird. But uh, mm-hmm. but yeah, I like I said, I just wanted to say that like yo, like you know, salute to Trick Trick, cause and salute to everybody on that documentary. Salute to, uh, salute to Aunt Deb, salute to Bimmy, salute to Haitian Jack. Yes. Like uh, um, salute to Big U, cause at the end of the day, like the, you know that, that documentary said like I first of all I like to see like. I like to see people like that get they they just do because like they're telling they're getting a chance to tell their story at the same time because their story is the same as hip hop. It's exactly. the story of hip hop. Like it's the history of hip hop and the things that they did. Even though yes, they may have done some things that were unsavory back in the day, but they did those things to to get their family out of the hood mm-hmm. and to, and to be successful and, and and get somewhere because when you come up in poverty, you willing to do whatever you gotta do to get your shit. To and it, it was also definitely around the time where like a lot of stuff that they were exposing, like how you like the whole crack epidemic and how that pretty much affected the streets because even like with the whole rolling uh 60 um yeah um with the crips and how more so they became more violent after the crack Mm -hmm. epidemic because the focus started becoming more about money Mm -hmm. and of course how money basically just was a whole fluke of evilness and yeah but it was funny <laughs> when they did talk about the uh, when Run DMC had the the concert that that never went down um, out there because the Crips pretty much took over and just basically whole, had, had the whole crowd and like basically in the Royal Rumble. Yeah, <laughs> that shit. I, I heard stories about that shit, but I didn't know. That's how it went down. But it started with two hundred people fighting niggas, and then just and then it expand. got bigger and bigger, bigger and bigger. And just, <laughs> it was crazy. Um. So we're gonna get to our uh, segment about cancel culture because there's a few things that happened recently. Oh boy! So first of all, people are online mad about people apparently because they, uh, they think that people cancel Pepe Le Pew. So here's the thing. First of all, the story goes is that Pepe Le Pew had a scene in the new Space Jam movie, but they had already With taken LeBron James. But he, but he already damaged his scene. The one scene he was in because he was in the original, he had a scene in his new one. But they had already taken that scene out. The new director. They brought a different director on. He took that scene out before somebody on in the New York Times wrote an article about Pepe Le Pew and basically comparing what he was doing to rape culture. And honestly, they're not wrong. They're not. <laughs> they're not wrong. They're not wrong. But yeah. come to find out, so the scene that they actually took it out. It was a, a woman who had who was been very vocal about uh, women's rights and and abused women and it was her eye and the chance for an abused woman to kind of get revenge on a man who was really aggressive. So the way the scene got, she basically got she got she got to hit him and slap him around, whatever the case may be. So I understand it was actually a teacher. It was a, it was a scene that that was would have been positive for women, um, but the scene was already taken out before that article happened. So it wasn't taken out because of the article. It was already taken out. And cut before any of that shit happened. Uh-uh. It's just, of course, people don't hear that. They just hear, oh, y'all tried to cancel. Y'all, because they, because, okay, here's my thing. Um, we just cancel shit. Y'all got to understand when they're trying to get y'all attention. And what I mean by that is, especially people on the right, they don't, they don't like this cancel shit. They just don't. 
Um, I know a lot of people don't like to cancel shit, but some of the things they are canceling are legit. They should be canceled or can or, or getting rid of or whatever the case may be because they're either racist or sexist or whatever. Those things need to go away. Mm-hmm. So they're legit. But what happens is you have people like Fox News who will tell you, oh, they're trying to cancel Christmas or they're trying to Fake cancel news. this. They'll try to put out the other things that they're supposedly trying to cancel mm-hmm. and make it about that to make you think, oh, they're trying to be unreasonable when they're trying to do things that actually are reasonable. So, for example, when they, when and mind you, nobody did this but the company that publishes Dr. Seuss yeah. got rid of six books that had racist, racist. imagery in, in the books. Now, like the right tell you where people on Fox News tell me, well, you know, Michelle Obama didn't have a problem when she was reading this book. Yeah, but she was reading a different book. It wasn't none of the six books. That first of all, these books weren't even in circulation anymore. Right. They just said, we're going to cancel. They weren't even being sold anymore. So it didn't make a difference. But they're trying to make, they're, what they're trying to do is say, oh, they're being unreasonable with this cancel thing. So that y'all get outraged every time they try to cancel anything. So don't fall for the, the okie doke. That's the first thing. Mm-hmm. But the other thing that almost got so that got caught up in cancel culture is that people are trying to cancel Eminem. Uh, are we still on? No, that? no, no. But the, this one is funny. So, okay. you know the song "Love You, Love the Way You Lie," right? Mm-hmm. With him and Rihanna. Yep. People apparently heard new people. And apparently, they didn't hear the song that came out. They just heard it. They thought, "Oh my God, this is so toxic." He's somehow uh, abusing. He's somehow abusing the one putting his hands on the woman. But the issue is this. The point of that song was to bring attention to to abusive relationships. That's literally the point. How fucking stupid are people? How fucking stupid are people? Did they even watch the music video? They are they are listening to songs or things without any type of context. So let me guess, Ludacris Runaway Love is gonna be next because you know they they No, it's well Eminem is an easy target. But people's like Nigga, if y'all want to cancel M for something, y'all can get him Kim, nigga. Yeah. If you're going to cancel him for a song... He went the fuck in on that. That's even, the song. Um, I would say cleaning out my closet. No, Kim. I know Kim, but yeah. I mean... Cleaning my closet, he just was talking about his life. He was just telling a story. No, Kim, what? he's talking about killing this bitch. Or even Stan. Yeah, but that was still uh, but him but that was him telling a but story you know, about a guy who you was know crazy. how sensitive people are. They yeah, didn't take but, that literally. But if you <laughs> really want to cancel him, because yeah. like he those songs, he's just telling a story. Yeah, he's talking about his Kim, ex-wife. he's like, I want to kill this bitch. Yes, and that is his 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 former ex-wife. Like, yeah, that was that song in my mind. That song because it's so crazy. Um but yeah, if you gonna like if you people's like nigga, if y'all wanna cancel him for something. Y'all need to hear Kim. Did you also hear that, I guess, apparently the Muppets are now considered an adult show on Disney Plus? Yeah, no, we we talked about it in our comedy group chat because I guess apparently they said the content is not appropriate for children under the ages of 12. So they've now officially um, bunked uh, the Muppets show up to being an adult show. Who would have thought that? The reason, though. They, I just because they said that they felt like some of the the content on the the shows were too. Well, that's partly because they. T- well, no, I know what that is. What it is is there are white people who are mad that the Muppet talk about stuff that they don't want to talk about, like racism and shit like that. And so white people are mad. So that's what that is. That that's what that is. All that is. And if is that's that the case, they, they might talk, as well go ahead and do the same kid, thing the with little, Sesame they Street. They had the situation. Yeah, they had the kid. The, the situation with the 
Yeah, that's really your boy. It, it was a it was, none of the kids had parents. Yep. They all like yeah, all those things. That's what that boils down to. Is that this is just all this is just shit. The the relationship between Piggy and and and, and um Kermit, like all those. Yeah, that's what it's basically white people getting mad. That's all it is. That's basically what that boils down to. Mm-hmm. And so I, that much it makes sense because it's white people. Yep. Um. But yeah, so yeah, people. Uh, oh, and Eminem came came out with the song to respond to people um trying to cancel him. It's called Tone Deaf. Which is hilarious. Mm-hmm. People, I fucking love when he claps back. I love it. Like, and so people, it's the, I was watching TikTok. Niggas like, we told y'all to leave him the fuck alone. Right. Ooh. It's like, you yeah, told y'all to leave him alone. Drag your ass because he was go, he was gonna do the shit that you, we, he gonna turn that shit right back around on y'all. Y'all gonna look stupid. So, you ever, um, you know what the um the big boy conundrum is? What? I don't know if it's actually a real thing. I just made it up, but I'm gonna I'm gonna explain it to you. So. And the reason I'm bringing this up is because, as we talked, we mentioned earlier, last week or the week before last, when it popped, the first time it popped up, I'm on Instagram and no, I'm on. I was on Twitter first. I saw Bomani Jones retweet this thing. I was like, I need this. I need this like in my veins. And I'm like, what's going on? And I saw what he reposted. And it was a post from Bruno Mars saying, "We locked in and did an album." And I'm like, what the fuck? So I went on Twitter and on Instagram and I saw a picture of him posted that him and Anderson Pack did an album together. Well, where's the rest of the album? Oh, no, 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 no. And so the they they said the first single's coming on March 5th. March 5th came. They did the press run. And I heard this song. I watched this video. And when I tell you I have watched yes, this video. Yes, I'm in love. I have watched this video over a hundred. Do you understand? I've watched this video so many times. I have watched every reaction video of where people watching this video for the first time because I want to see Did you also re- hear the intro? Because yeah, they released Boosie, the intro. Because Boosie Collins is the one that, get, that dubbed them Silk Sonic mm-hmm. um, when he heard the stuff they were doing. But apparently, from what I've heard, because they're performing to Grammys tomorrow. <gasps> they, That's the only reason why I'm going to watch it, because I was they, not going to watch it. But they apparently, they they got it. Because uh, um, when I was in the Joe Budden podcast earlier, he was uh, talking to uh, Michael Kaiser, who's a, a executive at Atlantic. And he said, y'all, he said, I'll let the first time. Y'all hear the next one. And he said, when you Talk to me after y'all um, watch them their Grammy performance. So I don't know what they got playing. Mm-hmm. But see, the thing is that they're doing is they're playing up like they got they're in character, this whole thing. Ah. They're playing up like they're an old group and they're kind of like, oh, we're gonna we gonna, we'll see about touring this. Like maybe we can get along. So they did this whole I thing like where they were that. arguing back and forth on Instagram about whether they, they want to perform together or not. And then they said, Well, we worked it out, we're gonna perform at the Grammy. So <laughs> I love it. For love one it. night only, we'll get back together and work. <laughs> but they, so they they're doing this whole thing in character, but um, apparently this all started because they were, because, uh, a couple years ago they were on tour together, um, and it's open for him. And so they would just, they did, they just was working on different things together and they just, and then, so when the quarantine happened, he's like, he called Anderson to the studio and he said, this is there. He remember the first time he called him over, it was his birthday. And so Anderson came over drunk and he was like, yo, it was my birthday, man. <laughs> uh, and, uh, hope but, he wasn't driving. But, uh, he, uh, <laughs> they, uh, but he said, they, they, he said, they, they just, and if that first song is any indication, Ooh. when I tell you, like oh. I said, I have listened to that song so many times. Oh, it's just the whole. It's just, it's just everything about that song is beautiful, amazing. Beautiful. And I'm like, yo. And even the ending. Oh, that's the ending is my favorite. Like, I love that song. And so, but what happened? And so, I, and that's why I, I posted something about this to some extent because I understand it. Mm-hmm. Because what happened is that 
when I was first when I first started seeing reactions, I started seeing people posting about it. New Bruno Mars. New Bruno Mars. <laughs> New Bruno Mars. <laughs> you motherfuckers need to stop. You need to put some respect on Anderson Pack name, niggas. Right. But what I understand is that and to the masses, Bruno Mars is a more established artist. He's been around for 10 years. We know who he is. However. Anderson, Anderson Pack is still relatively a new album. Even though he's dropped incredible projects, he's still relatively new. Mm-hmm. He was only on a freshman cover like four years ago, three, four years ago. So there are some people that only know Bruno Mars, I mean, Anderson Pack is a rapper because they never listened to his albums. Like, mm-hmm. they, they, they don't. They don't mm-hmm. But... Hmm. So yeah, there are people who just don't. I understand that on a larger scale, that yes, Bruno Mars is a bigger artist, so of course they're gonna know him first. And some people don't know Anderson Pack like they should, but that's all I said. I hope that what I hope for most with this album is that by the time when people after people hear it, the that Anderson Pack gets the flowers he deserves for being such an amazing artist. Yes. So, but what I what what the big boy conundrum is is that that whole situation, somebody posted. I see people trying to already give um, Anderson Pack the big boy treatment with, um since this song came out. And oh, so this is what because there are people who, when they acknowledge out, they act like big boy didn't exist in Outcast. They only give credit to Andre. Okay, they don't really. Thousand. They don't give big boy the credit because as for being a dope MC and being one of the most incredible artists of his time. Like, people always give credit, that credit to Andre. Like, Andre was the only nigga in the group. It's just like, um, you know who um, Earth Gang is? The name sounds familiar, but... So, Earth Gang is a group that's signed to, um... They're signed to, um, J. Cole, but... Ah, Dreamville. Yes. So, Earth Gang is on Dreamville. There's two guys. They're both from Atlanta. Um, but... Somebody, I guess somebody on Twitter gave them has said this like Earth Game is like having two Andres in the group, and they said that's an insult because because it's like, well, damn, what about Big Boy? Exactly, you can't, you can't. That's not okay. You niggas act like Big Boy don't exist. Like he right, wasn't like, part. Oh, he was just like, a nigga in ATL. Like he wasn't boy, as big and integral like, in that group as Andre was, and that's the thing. They bound. They they that group was what it was because of those two people together. They. They they complemented each other because exactly. their styles were so different. Exactly. But people Ugh. give this. They, that's why I say it's the big boy conundrum. Because when I was hearing people talk about Bruno Mars, Bruno Mars, Bruno no, Mars, and I'm sense. like, nigga, y'all niggas, y'all, hold, hold yeah, the fuck they, up. Bruno Mars isn't, isn't Silk, Silk Sonic by like, himself. It's it's two niggas. Like I saw some. I saw most niggas think, oh, was is Andrew Peck part of the brand? I'm like, I will fuck you niggas up. I will fight all of y'all. Don't play with me. So. That's why I said it's the it's the it's the big boy conundrum because it's the same thing. It's like it's not exactly the same because big boy does have a a a, a, a much more extensive career, which is my it makes it more outlandish when people do that shit and try to make it sound like he didn't exist. Right, it's part of Outcast, but it's it's going in that same vein. I, so I'm hope like I said what I hope for most on this album, other than the fact, other than the music, I know is going to be amazing, mm-hmm. is that they. That we people start to credit and see they give how him amazing the same type of attention as they, they, they do start to see how amazing uh, Anderson Pack is because I think he is. This, oh, he's a, like first of all, any nigga that can play that can sing and play drums like that. Yes. that's a, that's not that's just not easy at all. That shit is not easy. Um, and it's interesting because I noticed that a lot of drummers are actually very talented singers. 
mostly I know like from old school because like Teddy Pendergrass started out as a drummer before he became lead singer of Pharrell Williams' Blue Notes. Morris Day was originally supposed to be the drummer to the time because Alexander O'Neill was the original lead singer, but Prince fired him and gave it to Morris. Jeffrey Osborne was the original drummer to LTD. And then, boom, it ended up being LTD featuring Jeffrey Osborne. It's kind of interesting. Ashley spends her time researching old people music. Old people music. Because she'd be depressed and they sing songs no, are sad. No, sir, that's actually what I grew up listening to. Your white mama listened to all this stuff? I mean, it was my dad. Okay, like, well, I, 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 but you never talk about him. You only talk about your mama. So I never know he was around like at all. Well, like, yeah, he was, but you know, part of the reason for that is because you know, we'll talk about that off air. But um, one thing I will acknowledge him for is my taste in music. A lot of that came from him because he was heavy into like um, Prince, Rick James, Parliament, Funkadelic, um, Donald Byrd. Uh, it really it was just a variety, just like a, a engrave of a lot of black music black culture and actually even though he wouldn't allow us to listen to rap i knew the ghetto boy song because of my dad and the reason why is because when he he used to drive charter buses and um they were on a field trip it was a group of teenagers and my dad used to steal tapes that they would have and he stole one of the uh teenagers uh ghetto boys tape and it was the my mind is playing tricks on me um single and it was the edited version, the unedited version. And that's how I actually know both versions by her because that was the <laughs> So there's that. That was actually the first hip-hop song I fell in love with and, and knew because of that. So, yeah. Well, it's a revelation. I'm fine. You, get, you mentioned your father for a change. I'm so proud of you. You said what? Time you mentioned your father. I know. Look, at God has come a long way. All the years I've known you. It's the first time you've mentioned. I mean, but you, you let's thank therapy and um other stuff. So for that, so yeah. Just mean drugs. No, uh, no, we're we weren't on crack. Crack was crack is whack. Didn't do that. I just said drugs. I didn't say crack. You went to the worst one. (laughs) See, I didn't didn't say shit about crack. I just said drugs. Drugs is drugs. Drugs can encompass a lot of things, and you went to crack. I mean, but that's you the, went that's to the most crack. One. No, it's not. Coke is worse. But crack, crack is, is the, the cheaper version crack, of Coke. I know that because. But crack was found mostly in the urban community. Because it was put there. Yeah, <laughs> thanks to fucking Reagan. Put there. And his bitch ass. Um. So. Gotta explain this story. I have another, 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 another dichotomy or another conundrum. Oh, the Jenny Forest conundrum. What do you think that means? Jenny. I mean, this is from Forrest Gump, right? Jenny. What is there? What is the conundrum of Jenny and Forrest? That she was a hoe. And? Um, she had AIDS. And? But she still loved Forrest? Eventually. She basically went out in the world, got used up, and then once she was done and got fucked up and had a kid, was like, hey, by the way, Forrest, I love you. I'm back. <laughs> <laughs> so somebody did that? <laughs> okay, well. The names, and, the, names and, the names in the story will be changed to protect the innocent. <laughs> Lord have mercy. So this person 
So let's say these two these two friends have known each other for fifteen years. They've mm. known each other for fifteen years now. They spent each they've they've spent time together one time. One time. One time. Fifteen one time. fifteen years ago. One time. Mm. They've kept in communication this entire time for the most part, but then after a while, and at and and during that time, the the male in this situation expressed interest in the person. Like she. Force. He, no, he expressed that. Uh, he's always said he liked her and he told yeah, but her. We're going to call him Forrest, right? Yeah, we'll call him Forrest. We'll call him Forrest. So, because I, I don't want to say his name because he'll, he'll yell at me. Forrest. <laughs> he listens to his podcast. Um, Hello, Forrest. So, Forrest, uh, so Forrest has always expressed interest in her, always wanted to you know, be with her, but um, she just, he always asked to, go, you know, to spend time because she lived like out, like an hour away from him. So, it wasn't like he like, could see her around the oh. corner or whatever. And so, you know, he would always try to go visit, you know, he always offered to go visit her or whatever because he hadn't seen her since that one time she came to see him. And, you know, he was, like, always trying to come see her and she would always make excuses why or whatever, never let him do it. Mm-hmm. So, but he'd always, you know, he always pursued, he has pursued her at different points and whatever, but, you know, she would always make excuses as to why she didn't like him or something like that or why, or no, not necessarily she didn't like him, but she would always make excuses as to why. And then mm-hmm. she would end up with these other niggas or whatever in these different situations off and on or whatever. And, mm-hmm. So, um, fast days. forward, she ends up moving to another. She leaves the state and moves to another place. And they really haven't talked much since. And every once in a blue moon, they ain't to communicate on, like, social media or something like that. But that's really it. Mm-hmm. Um, also, she, um, she's, she has MS. So, she's sick and stuff like that. Oh, so this is her version of AIDS. Well, she's, yeah. I mean, yeah, but she, like, she can't. Like, she has to walk on. Like, yeah. She's in a wheelchair and shit like that. Like, it's. But so I guess a few years ago she got pregnant, had a girl, whatever. So because she has an older son who's I think about to go to high school or go to go to college I think, and she has her daughter she just had a few, like a few years ago. Whew. So I guess she's supposed to be coming. So now so they remind you anything like that. they don't talk consistently, but then they talk recently. Um, like she she hit him up recently whatever, and and so they they, they had a conversation. Like during, forest. And so during the conversation, she was just like, she was talking about how she moving back. Because she had told him before she was moving back, like the last time we talked. But well, he was like, eh, whatever, I'm going to do with me. And so she, she said, you know, I'm moving back. So when I when I move back, I'm going to come see you or something like that. And he's like, uh, okay, whatever. Um, kind of basically what he said. And so and so at some point when one during one of their conversations, she alluded to, you know, maybe we're not going to come back. You know, we can be together or we can try to build something. He was like... Said, what am I? It, it, so he's the one that he's like, what am I, Forrest? Oh, Basically, you 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 wait all these years, fifteen years later, after you went out, you know, had kids, been with other people, and all of a sudden now you want to be be with me? Basically, it's basically, mm-hmm. it's basically what you want. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. And so, and so he's, she's like, well, no, it's not. It's like yeah, that's how it sounds, though. Like, what now? What's different now? You know, she's like, well. Now I was having, you know, have a conversation with my, my sister or my friend or somebody she was talking about, she was talking to, and it just, you know, I was talking about all the people who've, like, been, really been part of my life and been there consistently and stuff, and you've just always been there. And it's like, yeah, but now, 15 years later, really? Right. Oh. Yeah. Really? Yeah. Really? Then now, all of a sudden, now, all of a sudden, you like me? Now, yeah, that, now, now that she's washed up and, yeah. None of it's like, <sighs> really? Negroes, Negroes, Negroes. And it's like, so he hasn't talked to her since. Like, he hasn't responded to any of her messages. And so she's like, and she's like, did I upset you? I'm sorry, blah, 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 blah whatever. I'm, I'm sorry. And so, um, 
And so she's been bugging him. Every once in a while, she'll text him every day. And like, are you, are you ever going to talk to me again? And he, <laughs> are you? Oh, my God. He hasn't responded. And it's, oh, my uh, gosh. Really? It's, 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 it's hilarious because he keeps telling her, like, yeah, she texts me again. I'm like, ah, that's funny. <laughs> um, so, but, yeah, it's just like, and I'll be honest, I've had experiences where, and, I, and I, I've been in those situations where I may have, like, for example, I've been in a situation where I may have been talking to a girl. She may have been talking to an, a dude, another person, like me and another at the same time. She chose the other dude. And then mm-hmm. it's always funny when that shit don't work out. And they be like, well, you should choose wrong. You, should, you chose wrong. Not my fault. Yep. You chose the wrong nigga. Your fault. No, not my fault. But it's always been situations where, oh, yeah, I was in this bad situation. And now I realize that I probably shouldn't have chose you. And yeah. yeah, well, you know. Joke's on you. It's funny. Um, Knowledge, who's a rapper from Chicago, he has a song where he talks about a situation where he met this girl. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it, the song is called Hypocrite. And when he met the girl, you know, he was like, you know, I don't really date... I don't really date black dudes because they 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 real hood. They probably they probably in the streets. They probably just act like niggas all the time. And he was like, oh, okay, you just kind of made assumptions about me. Wow. So oh, then wow. she so then like a few like a month later, I guess she she approaches him again like, oh shit, I didn't know that you were you know I like and I guess she she I didn't know you were at, like you had the Ivy League education. I didn't know you were so well smoking. He was like, like, mm. and he was like, you know, if the offer is still there, um, no, no, you know, he's like, yeah, I'm good. <laughs> I'm good, love and joy. Uh, you can't, you can't, <laughs> you can't turn like you can't shoot me down because I wasn't what you wanted at the time, or I wasn't enough of what you wanted, or whatever the case may be, and then all of a sudden switch right. up. Like, it's just like, all right, oh, okay, like, yeah, but because I'm still me. Mm-hmm. It's just that now all of a sudden you want to give me a chance, but I was still me before, and you right. didn't. Like, no, that's not. Yeah, people people need to stop always judging a book by its cover. That that's one thing I I had to learn too, because sometimes people are not what you think they are appear to be. Just sometimes, it's okay to try to get to know people before you basically jump to conclusions and make assumptions about who they are. That's what I would say. Hey, hey, hey. Hey, hey. I hate you. <laughs> I hate you, too. Um, but, yeah, that, that story was hilarious. But it just, yeah, like, people had to understand, like, yo, nobody's going to wait for you. Not, like, not unless they, they told you they were going to wait for you. Like, but, like, nobody's going to wait around for you to finally say, oh, You've been here this whole time. It's like that whole friend zone thing. There are some women <laughs> I know that say the friend zone doesn't exist, but there are also women who say I put um, this nigga in the friend zone. So w- I don't know, y'all women gotta get on the same page. <laughs> I would say I- if if a guy goes into the friend zone, he's staying in the friend zone. I don't usually if if a guy who has a crush on me ends up in a friend zone, he's gonna stay there because I don't want him out of the friend zone. That's just me though. Now with these other females, I, I I don't know what they what they what they be doing. And she's a liar. No, not at all. Actually, I have record of you actually messing with dudes that was quote unquote not that were the dudes that you didn't attract. You weren't attracted to it. Yeah, that I weren't attracted to, but we weren't cool. But then once I got to know them, we got cool kind of fast, and then yeah, 
that thing. But no, these weren't dudes she that I was just fast, friends like with. Like it wasn't like the same night. <laughs> it wasn't the same night, but I mean, it was like a couple I, she, of she months. Get down on it the was, first it night, was a of months, <laughs> sir. Don't stun on me. It was the first but, night. Um, it's the first night. Whatever. Anywho, um, no. She but, can make a move, and she will. Okay, this is not Monica. <laughs> Monica. Um, but. <laughs> No, because I, I have dudes, they, you know. Oh, you have homies. dudes. You got stables. You say, oh, shit. No, okay. Not. All right, Ashley. Ashley out him. She got him. She got him in fucking I have, rotation. I have dudes that I'm super cool with, and they have expressed that, yes, you know, if the offer is ever put on the table, that, yes, they, they would, you know. But that's always the case. And I said no. That's always the case. I think, did we talk about that last time? Yeah, we did. And, I mean, because I know you... Some of these dudes, they just they don't get it. No, but women don't. No, women don't like to admit yeah, that. Some, women some, don't get it. Women don't understand. A lot of women don't understand that. Like, oh, look, your friend, your friend, your quote quote road dog. Yeah. You get that nigga to green like, like yeah, if he, he your real friend. Uh, yeah. Uh, want to touch you with ten popo? Yeah, no. I'm uh, disgusted. Yeah, that some of these dudes are only friends because they they wanna. Yeah, they 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 think that being your friend is a gateway, but I mean. Because to some extent, building a friendship is a good starting point for a relationship. However, <laughs> if the if the attraction is not there immediately, then initially, then that you can't really. You I mean, can't there. Are, to be fair, to be fair, because uh, look, I'm gonna not even admit I'm I'm no I'm, I was bored one day. So you know who you ever heard of this um, musician Pink Sweats? That's a musician. He's actually really dope. He's really he's a black guy. He's he's really dope though. He wears pink a lot. Like he's really okay. Black guy. Chubby black guy. He's really good. He's really talented. Whatever the case may be. So I didn't know that there's some some chick on Instagram I follow is dating him or when now she's his fiance. But whatever the case may be. Ew. So my first and, and look, I'm cause I'm I'm stupid and I was bored as hell one night and I was up and I couldn't sleep. So uh-huh. I'm dope. I was being nosy. I'm just gonna be honest. I didn't so cause I saw she posted the engagement video when he proposed and shit like that. And she had posted before when he had bought, he had bought her for like Valentine's Day. He bought her a Jeep and shit like that, right? Oh. So, but she's like, you start to wonder, like, okay, is she with him just because he was famous or rich or whatever? And, and for whatever reason, I don't know why. I just was bored. So, uh-uh. I was like, okay. wait a minute. So, so, then my, so then my thought was, he's like, you know, we were best friends first and then, you know, then it grew into this. And I'm like, yeah, I wonder though. When we, like, how long were y'all actually friends? When did she start posting you on her page and, and vice versa, right? So, like, oh my God, so I went, bad. I literally went back to <laughs> wow, see really? how far back oh, it went. Geez. And so on his page, it wasn't since like, I think I guess they started, it may have been since like September of last year. I'm like, okay, it ain't that long. But then I went back further and I saw and they was actually like out hanging out with his friends like, I guess two years later. So like, all right, I guess that's all right. That's acceptable. Wow. Like, I'm at the base show. <laughs> I was trying to protect all I'm so stupid. I was just bored. Like, oh, you were trying to protect the homie. I, see. <laughs> like, okay. I don't know this nigga. I'm just talking. Like, yeah, you know, I was looking us, out for you, Us bigger bro. niggas got to stick together, dog. You know, man. Just saying. No, I'm stupid. <laughs> that's it. That's it. Like, I commit. Hey, look, man. You do your thing, man. Mm-hmm. I'm saying, I'm always, I'm always out for dudes that outkick their coverage. Ring-a-ding-ding. Dudes, out, you, look, if you outkick your coverage, I'm, I am always going to, I appreciate, like, who is it? Uh, it was somebody I was going to like. I didn't want it to come off away, but I was about to say, yo, I commend you. <laughs> You're like, oh. You did good for yourself, sir. Yeah. But I didn't want to be like, you live with my chick? No, I'm, I'm not <laughs> even saying that. Like, I'm just, 
Like, I no disrespect. Just, I was just dapping you up, bro. No, like, this, no like, nigga, that's you. Nigga, that's you. Because <laughs> that's how niggas be like, your boys be like, that's you, nigga? Oh, that's you? Especially like, yo, like, if you go around your family, like, that's you, cuz? You, you want that because that's, you don't want them to be like, that's you, that's you, cuz? Like, who the fuck is that? that oh, no, yeah. That, you don't, that's not what you, that's not the reaction you want. You don't want the reaction to be. <laughs> You don't want to see people off in the corner like, or laughing like who the fuck is that or laughing and roasting. Who, who you bring? Why you bring her? Right, like uh, you you y'all together? Uh, okay, okay. Um, um, just the FYI, Fruity Pebbles has ice cream now. I would not try that because to be honest, I'm not. I was, I used to. I only got Fruity Pebbles because of the you hype. You said you don't like Fruity See, this... No, this, I like Cocoa Pebbles. Our, I love Cocoa okay, Pebbles. Okay, hold on, hold on. Hold on. Here's the thing. I am a Fruity Pebbles fan. However, mm-hmm. and I don't know when this happened. They they changed the flavor. No, 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 no. This, I don't, I've never... No, I've had that happen one time. But for the most part, they always taste the same. Taste the same. Except it's one, like one box I got like two times. Like one, box I got, like, <laughs> like, was... like one box I got was totally different. I was like, why does it change this different? But <sighs> for the most part, they've always tasted the same. Okay. But you mentioned fruity. Uh, you mentioned Cocoa Pebbles. Cocoa Pebbles. I, love I don't them. know when this started because I am not a big chocolate fan at all or by any stretch of the imagination. But it started with Cocoa Krispies. And I don't know why, but I love them shits. And even Cocoa, Cocoa Pebbles. Puffs. No, I, Cocoa Puffs. I used to kid. like Cocoa Pebbles when I was a kid, but not, like, it would be, like, every once in a while. Mm-hmm. But for whatever reason, Cocoa Krispies or Cocoa Pebbles is my shit. And I don't know when this shit started, but if I do get, like, a regular, like, sweet sugar cereal, them shits is my go-to. Well, now they have an ice cream. I don't care about that. I don't, like, if I get ice cream, I'm probably getting vanilla, maybe strawberry or some, like, What about sherbet? Rainbow sherbet. That's, that's, Rainbow sherbet. Yeah, no, rainbow sherbet. Those oh. are my, because my grandma used to always eat sherbet, so I was like, my, those are my Rainbow sherbet, really, that, I, uh, I mean, I, I could literally eat a whole bowl of that, like, Although, I do want to one day make my own vanilla ice cream, because my, my grandma, probably the best vanilla ice cream I ever had was with my grandma. My grandma would make ice cream, that shit was the Did she make it with the old school ice cream? Yes, um, that shit <laughs> We had was to turn the, the shit with the, the green shit <laughs> ever. <laughs> um, I don't need a lot of shit. I want to get. I'm. I, I finally organized my fucking storage room because so I can like use that for food storage on one side. Um, you did tell me that. I finally did that shit last week. Cause you bought a bunch of random stuff off of Amazon that you said, oh, it's for food storage. I'm like, wow. Cause you're slowly turning your apartment into Hell's Kitchen. No, not that. I just want to like. Because I told myself I'm not going to move this year. I'm going to wait next year. Yes, but, yes, you did. So, I remember that. Um, I'm going to spend this next year just, you know, getting the shit I need so it'll be easy to trade for when I move. At the same time, I'm probably going to buy my bed before I move. Mm-hmm. Um, if I manage to get the promotion this year along with not having to pay a car note, that I'm going to come up. Whippity-doo-doo-doo. I'm going to come up. Whippity-doo-doo. So, um, but no, uh, yeah, yeah. Um, why is everybody such fun police? Mm-hmm. Why anybody can enjoy shit? So, for example, I'm assuming, I'm I'm pretty sure you've seen that dunk before where DeAndre Jordan killed that kid from the Pistons. Um, yeah, it was, <laughs> or the one with the LeBron James dunk on the one dude and he fell. Like it was it was bad. But mm-hmm. what I hate is now people are like, but he taller than him, nigga. I don't 
share? What? People were complaining that. Oh, why, but he, why? What? I commend Brandon for getting uh, or not or or, or pre- trying to defend the play. I think twenty twenty has has literally disrupted people's mental um, capacities. I'm just gonna say that it was this one kid, this newer uh, a rookie. He did the, he dunked on this nigga so bad, and niggas like, yeah, but he only scored seven points. Who fucking? Uh, <laughs> it was only worth two points. I just think people can't take L's nigga, like that back was in worth the days. Your pride, bro. It, people are really they they're fucked up on their egos. They they really just cannot take an L and keep it moving. Like, I think really, yeah, 2020 has done a number on folks um, mentally, but I also just think that this this fucking new generation shit has just grown sensitive to a lot of bullshit. All right. Before we get into this last final thing where I'm going to rip um, my shit. Um, no, I'm just going to go ahead and do you a solid. I just got to, this is my, because um, I didn't get a chance to do this last time. Oh, wow. Overappreciation. I know, but you... Uh, okay. Overappreciation. Overappreciation. Because um, Hove is doing what Hove does, and that's doing, making power moves. Um, do, 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 do. Was, uh doing a... Uh, um, selling 50% of Ducey... I'm sorry, no. Seven, uh, 50% of Ace of Spade to Hennessy. Yeah. Um, for $300 million. Ding, 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 ding. Um, or 297 to be exact. We're going to round that up, though. Um, which is a huge deal. Because, of course, Hennessy is one of the largest um, liquors and liquor companies in the world. Mm-hmm. Um, and they can do so much more. Because he built Ace of Spade up from the ground up. Only to be able to partner with fucking Hennessy to make it even bigger. Right. That's fucking a move. And then, a week and a half later, he sells... Majority stock, majority um in title. Oh yeah, I did see that one. I'm sold like, the majority wow, stake in I... title to Square. Whew. Square who owns, major. of course, Square. Uh, Jack who owns the Jack who owns Square is also the person who uh, who uh, founded Twitter. Mm-hmm. He's also he uh, Square also owns Cash App. Um, Jay Z also got himself a position on the board of Square. Wow, which is a big move. So, um. That he's just doing shit, and that's all within a week of each other. Mm-hmm. Like that's crazy. So Jay's doing what Jay do, and I like y'all niggas just need to recognize. So it's always gonna be hope appreciation over here, because Jay has shown you niggas at every level what the fuck you need to do to to and you grab business, you make that shit pop, and you you, you do what you bang bang. Because remember, he bought he bought title for fifty six. Million dollars. Also, the other good thing about that deal is that the original owners, all of the other owners of the artist owners, they all get to come with him over and get stock in the company too. They Woo! they keep that and they all got also got ten million off the deal too. On top of that, mm. so shots to Hove, and you also got to get shots to Swizz and Tim, who uh, just sold. They sold uh, for verses. They sold verses to Triller. Um, but they also got themselves um, positions, like high-level positions at Triller, 
the all the artists that performed on Versus, all 43 artists have equity in the company mm-hmm. with this new deal. So that's dope as well, too. Um, so shouts to them. Shouts to them for making, you know, doing amazing things, building some shit from around that. Remember, it's only been a year. And they, they built it to the point where they can do that. Who during uh right doing, when during the pandemic? Right when it started and right on in March of the last year. And that was really just to to kind of just keep people's minds off the of ease of everything that was going on. And look what it turned into. So, so congrats. Shouts to black men making power moves and, and showing people I, I also I don't know this nigga Tariq. I've never watched that nigga show, but fuck that nigga. Because he made a comment talking about they were sellouts for doing that shit. Niggas, of course, ripped him a new one. Like, sh- nigga, sh- who? Nigga, Tariq from fucking Power, the nigga that everybody hates. Ghost. Uh, his son. The, his son is Tariq. Yeah, I know. Michael Rainey Jr. Wait, he, he he said he, what? He, he, when they when the shit news came out about um, Tim and Swiss selling child. Uh, um, oh. He made a comment saying the nigga sold out, and he called him sellouts. And niggas I blame Fifty. I blame niggas, Curtis Jackson. No, He's blame brainwashed his, blame him. Daddy. Blame that poet, right, nigga. I, I I blame Curtis. But um, but no niggas on Twitter, uh, especially industry is like, if you don't sit your young ass down, nigga, shut so the fuck up. You don't know shit about what you're talking about. People don't understand. You don't when you are when you run businesses, you create businesses to to build them bitches up and then cash out on them motherfuckers. Exactly. Like and build them into something bigger. That's what you're supposed to do. So whatever you people don't understand that, but I would never expect y'all to understand how the hustlers work. But um. So, Ashley here. We're going to end off on this note. Mm-hmm. Ashley here is one of those people that likes to ask people pointless questions. To it's not pointless, to, actually. It's a spark debate because it doesn't do anything for anybody. It's just something. No, it, do, it actually does. It, it, it creates it a positive debate. It doesn't. You know? those debates he just doesn't like positive. it because he, he didn't start it. Because you, because you didn't bash everybody's uh, reasons. I didn't bash. They keep saying it's because one is more R&B than the other. And blah, blah, no, blah, blah, that I first know. off, I because in a, uh, it was from another discussion that people. I'm not talking about what you posted in our group chat. I'm speaking yeah. specifically about what you posted in our group chat. Yeah, that's why because a lot of people from that that particular. But that's not an invalid argument. But no, D D D Aaron actually agreed with me. He said like that's not a strong enough reason. It is though. No, it, for, because for a musician, it is. No, because then if you're saying, because, you know, usually when people are saying, like, yeah, well, it's better because, you know, uh, such and such was more pop versus R&B. Than no, no, no. I, no, I don't know. what. The, are you saying they're saying the songs were or the yeah, artists? Yeah, they were saying it. They're, so they're saying I, the I will say this. Okay. So, for, so you guys didn't want to know. The argument was which is a better album, Off the Wall or Thriller? Um, I've already told Ashley, I think Off the Wall is a better album. Mm-hmm. Um, Mine's a Thriller. But a lot of people, music heads, think the Off the Wall is a better album. We'll tell you that now. Um, and explain. There are famous musicians that think this. Um, for me, for one, first of all, it's hard to be better than your first album. That's first of all. Like de- your debut album. But we're, we're talking about MJ here. I would, we are, I would, if you don't know who we're talking about when we talk about those albums, you won't even be listening to this other argument in the first place. Hello. So, um, your debut album. For me, sets the tone for your career. Well, right? I, and not just that; it is a culmination of your entire life, at, you know, up to that point. So, I think to that, speaking from that point of view, first and foremost, it is very hard to be better than your first your your, uh, your first album. It's like when you people ever if people ever describe you their first high, whether it's their own 
illicit drugs or marijuana. Or crack. Or, or whatever drug. <laughs> I, I say the illicit drugs, nigga. That was I just, now I'm trolling you. Shit. Crack. Okay, Whitney. Okay, Whitney. Rest in peace, Nippy. Um, they always tell you they're always searching for that first high. Mm-hmm. And they never can get back to it. I equate that to when somebody drops their debut album. Okay. That that debut album is that first high. And most artists are just trying to, at the very least, match that first high. Mm-hmm. That's why typically if you listen, if you if people tell you who their favorite artist is, they, a lot of times their debut album will be their first their favorite album in their personal catalog. For different reasons. But most time it's it's more, it's more or the music seems more organic. It was it because I would, I mean my and just because I've already also seen them making a the thriller, I can tell you what they were trying to do. They, I feel like when they made, I saw it too. When you, they went, when they made thriller, they were looking to make a fucking movie. And you're no, you're it. talking about the track itself. No, 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 no. I, I'm talking no. The entire album was made that exact same way. Yeah, but okay. So here's they, the thing. Go ahead, finish my thought. Go ahead and I'll cause I listen. I know the whole story behind thriller. I'm aware of it. Go I, ahead. I do too. I'm, go, I'm, I'm, but look, here's the thing. And so, I'm, a, I'm an obsessed MJ fan. That's fine, but I still am. Yeah, that's great. That's great. But okay. um, that album, I feel like just the way it was created, just from what I've seen and also what I've heard, it was like they were. It was a. It was trying. It was like they were trying to make an epic film because all of those videos for that album, all were meant to. It was like they all had a similar theme. They all had similar color schemes. They all had like outfit damn near in every fucking video. Like wait, and and on for the thriller album? Like that fucking jacket was at least three of their videos. The stuff well, you gotta remember that was the 80s. Nobody was wearing it. But let's not talk about off the wall, cause what? What? The the bow tie. The don't stop till you get enough and then rock with you. Like, I mean, granted that he was working on a hundred dollar budget. It was sparkly. It was sparkly. That was also the that came on the He had the same hairstyle in all three of even in uh She's Out of My Life. I'm not talking about his hairstyle. I'm talking about his He had the same glowing. I'm not talking about anything about his videos. Like this point. I'm talking about the album. Okay. The album. So to me, I think because also I think partly because off the wall came out. In this. It was made in the 70s. Late 70s. 70, 78, still, 79. I think it was more influenced by the sound of that time. Oh, yeah. Why a lot of people feel it was more R&B leaning because it was, it was more, it was made more of those songs where I think when they made Thriller, they were trying to create something new and it also had a lot of rock, more rock influences on it than Off the Wall did because rock was being, becoming really heavy, heavy in the in society that year. MTV was becoming bigger back by then. And mm-hmm. So he was making music videos. And also, in a lot of his videos, the intention of his music videos was to make epic music videos that would also take over MTV, which they did. So I think that's really it. I don't, I love both albums, but I like them for different things. I like Off the Wall because it's more of an RB, it gives more of that 70s RB feel. There's uh, disco in it too. I, all of that. It's why I say 70s. That's why I say 70s because it encompasses all that for me. Whereas Thriller to me is a more ambitious album in that he was trying to incorporate a lot of different elements in the mm-hmm. music. He was taking some of the elements from the R&B and stuff that he did in the 70s with the, um, even stuff fusion. that he did with and he was fusing those with rock. Fusion. I'm aware of that. But I, I didn't say, like, I didn't say, like, it was like a big, huge gap, like, oh, one was just so much better than the other. <laughs> yeah, I just said no, I prefer I know off that. the wall over the other that. one. That's all I think. 
Go ahead. Um, so, so here's the thing. Like, Thriller was a household staple. And I'll be honest, we did not have the Off The Wall album growing up. However, I, di- I, I was very, very familiar with the songs Don't Stop Till You Get Enough and Rock With You. Um, I kind of heard... Um, I kind of heard day and night, uh, working day and night a little bit on and off um, growing up, but primarily Rock With You and Don't Stop Till You Get Enough was like the main ones from Off The Wall. But Thriller, Household Staple, um, that album, I know forwards to back, every song, don't skip no tracks. Um, once, uh, I probably, I think it was like nine or 10, I was able to, well, it was actually when they re-released the, the 25th anniversary for um, all of Michael Jackson's albums or whatever, I finally got off the wall and I was able to listen to all the songs. And I actually fell in love with the song, I Can't Help It. That's actually like now my favorite off the wall soundtrack, which written by the wonderful Stevie Wonder. Um, but there are some skippable songs, in my opinion. Um, and even though, yes, I would say Off the Wall does have a more R&B feel to it, uh, but if, you know, me being petty, if you break it down track by track, and that's just with both albums, you, you're going to hear some pop. Like, I honestly consider Don't Stop Till You Get Enough to be more pop than oh, it's R&B. more disco. It's more disco. Disco pop. Uh, disco yeah. pop. You know, okay. That's you can. That's the first thing. Disco pop, pop is not a genre of music. <laughs> that is a thing. We did. We made pop a drama because here's what pop means: popular music. He created. That's what pop is. It means popular music. Pop is not a genre of music. It is now because mm. we've created this thing where we feel like pop is more okay. So what they describe pop music as now is more. More bright tones, more yes. Um, so, so it's Motown would actually be considered pop. Music. Well, that, yeah, but that's because it became popular because it became the sound of that decade. Mm-hmm. So that's the thing. Beatles and Motown. That was yeah, the they 60s. became popular because they became the sounds of that decade. They weren't making. They were making music that they felt they they. That's the music they were making, but it just became popular. That's what made it quote unquote pop. But it wasn't. Oh, we're gonna go make pop music. We're just making soul music, and it just became popular. Just like technically, right now, hip hop is pop music. No, no, oh, in this, uh, in this, in this, hip hop is the most. Ooh, that don't even sound hip-hop right. Hip hop is the most dominant music. It is, in but that don't world. even sound. Can't they just leave? No, it because y'all, y'all, pop is not a genre of music. Okay, it's not a style of music. Now well, that we understand now, that, but with now there are artists who make quote unquote. Like some because uh, they was somebody has an argument about whether the baby is a pop artist. He's a pop. He's a pop artist now. He's a pop artist. He's a pop artist. Mm, now it makes more when sense when you get to a certain level of success and you start to cross over and get attention from others. That's when they start calling mm-hmm. you a pop artist. That's what that is. It's just like back in the eighties, uh, rappers or in the early nineties, if you was a rapper who started to get attention, that's why they called hip. Um, that's why a lot of rappers didn't like name Rock with Hammer back in the day because they felt like he was he was. Crossing over when you cross bumps cross, in the pump. Crossing, no, we're talking pump. about early him. We're not talking pump. about you. Hey. Talking about later on, nigga, when his career was over. You talking about when he, that nigga needed money? We talking, talking about when he first came out. He was doing Taco Bell commercials. That yes. was considered in KFC. No, well, that was considered a bad thing. Oh, you you doing Pepsi commercials? We don't do that. Bitch, you was getting selling. money. What the fuck? You but mad? That's the thing, but that shit wasn't. That wasn't. That wasn't. Yeah, it wasn't common it for was rappers to be. It was considered being a sellout back then. So that's the. Yes. So when you, being a pop artist was considered a bad thing. Mm-hmm. 
even now, they the way to describe pop music now, which is more bright tones, more the chords are usually upper thirds and things like that, where they're usually like really like the strings are very, very bright, they're very, very loud. Like there are certain elements, the keys are usually it's usually a higher key. Mm-hmm. They're very like it, it like just certain tones, and you know a prop song when you hear it. In general, when you're talking about those people who like we're talking about like on the Britney Spears side or like the Taylor hey, Swift hey, shit hey, like that. Hey, hey, hey. There are certain even though Taylor Swift supposedly is a country artist, she ain't made a country song. I don't know. Yeah, that's why I was like, can y'all please stop calling her that? Please, please do. Um, but okay, so. I would say with Michael Jackson, the reason more also, so. Also, I also want to point this out. Part of the reason you love, that's the thing. I, I knew part of the reason you're, the, you are going to go with what you know more than anything. And you know Thriller more because you grew up with it. That's a staple in your house and you grew up with it. So it's going to be hard for you to let that go and say, oh, well, no, this album is bad. It's just like there are people, like I said, there are people who, who love one album so much because it's the only album they knew that. It, or it's the album that they were most influenced by, or so it's so synonymous with their child. It's a nostalgic feeling, so it's hard for you to say object. You're not going to be objective as much as you can say you're going to try to be objective. You're not going to. No, be but objective. the thing is, it's like I've gone back and I I've listened to you Off the Wall. Go back and listen to it, but it's not going to be the same because you're not listening to it in the moment when it was released, so it's different. Yeah, no, but I'll say this for me. I feel like. With MJ, when he when he first created Off the Wall, like, and he hooked up with Quince, because keep in mind, yes, he had the same team, production team, basically working on both albums. He had Quincy Jones, he had Rob Temperton, Bruce Wee. I'm aware. Jazz. I'm just saying for the people out there that don't know, uh, if they don't know, their music car should be taken. Yeah, what he said. Uh, but we got to remember, Jackson basically grew up in the limelight. He's he was singing since he was a child but he was with his brothers. And of course, he technically started doing solo work when he was a teenager, but he was still associated with his brothers. And of course, with at the time, his brothers were associated with Motown, which they were still kind of under creative controls by Barry Gordy and all this other jazz. MJ knew he had a desire to step out on his own. I feel like the Off the Wall was the, the reintroduction to Michael Jackson of who he wanted to become as an artist. Thriller, I think, was who Michael Jackson, he, that was who he, he was. He, he expressed himself completely and fully because he was an innovator as an artist. Um, and I'm pretty sure you know this story, but Thriller was not the original title for that song. Do you know what the original title for that song was? So Starlight was the original title for the song Thriller. Rod Temperton, um, and actually, because we, and the, the reason why I noticed too is because on the original album cover for Thriller, you know how where they used to post like the lyrics and stuff like that on the inside of the, you know, compact disc. <laughs> I mean, I was waiting for you to say yes or no, but I guess you're just going to sit there and stare at me, four eyes. Um, I had Thriller with my compact disc, so I don't know shit about you, that. Well, you had it on a vinyl or a cassette? Yeah. Yeah, we had it on the compact disc. So in the compact disc, um, basically, you you if you open up, there's a booklet inside. And most albums that came on the CD, uh, liner notes. I, I okay, liner notes. Uh, they they, they also basically had those in tapes too. Those that's not a new thing. It's some, but no, yeah, it was most, it, no, it did. It, was a, it folded up like unless a little it was booklet. a single. Yes, yeah, was, yeah, 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 no, you're right. You're right. But um, and it was always interesting because. I would always used to read the liner notes. And what was weird is that for the actual lyrics to Thriller, 
they actually had the verse in there that was not in the actual album. So Vincent Price, who did the synonymous rap for Thriller, uh, legendary Vincent Price, um, they had his verse in there, and then there was a there was a tweak in like the the second or third verse lyrics, and I was always confused by that because I'm like, that's not what he says in the album, and I could never understand why. They also did the same thing on "The Girl Is Mine." There's also different version lyrics, but later, years, years, years later down the line, when they re-released uh, the 25th anniversary to Thriller, which featured um, behind-the-scenes interviews um, of the actual albums with Michael Quincy, uh, Rob Temperton, and partly Vincent Price, they actually broke down the fact that, yeah, Thriller was originally named Starlight. Um, but they changed the name because um, they needed to they needed to actually find a title that was going to make his album pop. Um, also, what I found fascinating was that um, a lot of the songs that actually are on the album now almost didn't make the cut. Um, Beat It was a last-minute add-on. Billie Jean was a, 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 a last-minute add-on. And so was Human Nature and PYT. So those were the four songs that almost did not make the cut to the Thriller album. Um, also... A fascinating uh, thing that I, I found out, too, was that when they originally recorded the Thriller album, um, they did it in two weeks. I think it was two or three weeks. When they went to do the playback, Quincy said it sounded all gargle and trash, and they were they were pissed. So they basically had to rework each song one at a time. Um, but again, just how you were saying, like, uh, Off the Wall was more R&B, this, that, and the third... Michael, I think Michael knew that he didn't just want to be in one lane artist wise. Like he he wanted to basically impact the whole. Because he was a, world. he liked he was a music he was a musician he was a music yeah. fan. So at that point, of course, rock is also he's also a James Brown fan. So James Brown wasn't just doing R and B. He had a lot of rock influence and stuff in his music. So of course, mm -hmm. if you're trying to so if you're trying to expand as a solo artist, you're trying to incorporate all your influences. Then yes, you're going to start inc incorporating different genres of music. And as far as especially at that time, rock music was getting a lot of more attention. It was becoming more prominent. So yeah, it was all over MTV. So of course, you're going to start to implement some of those things into your music and add these different elements so that you can try to do different things. So of course, and as a musician, any musician is going to try that. So of course it makes sense for him to do it and they don't have a problem with it. Yes, and he got the best of the best like Eddie Van Halen, rest in peace, who played that that beautiful infamous guitar solo on Beat It. And a fun fact about that too was um Quincy said when they were in the recording studio um doing the Beat It solo for Eddie Van Halen, they said he he played I think he he had the amplifiers turned up to the highest max and like the way he strung it, it was it was so high that the amps went up in smoke, basically. So it caught fire in the middle of, like, when he basically hit the, the highest string or whatever. But Quincy actually ended up keeping that take. So he basically went in there and killed it on one take. So shout He's out to Eddie that. fucking Van Halen, of course. Well, <laughs> yeah. Um, but, yeah, no, that just for me, it just, I feel like Thriller basically was who Michael Jackson was. Like, I, I guess I'll, I'll say it's like this. Remember when I, I said, in my opinion, I thought late registration was Kanye's best work, where you and a lot of other people basically argue my beautiful, dark, twisted fantasy was Kanye's best work because that was who Kanye was. 
that that whole album expressed his artistry. To me, I felt like Thriller is what expressed the compass of who Michael Jackson's artistry was. That's just me. Hmm. I didn't say you were wrong. Yeah, no, no, I'm just, I'm just telling you, you know, exactly why I feel that way. I was way. just judging off which one I like better musically. Mm. I don't, I don't, I understand all that stuff. Yeah. Um, that's fine. I feel like this is just an excuse for Ashley to fangirl over Michael Jackson, which is fine. I have no problem with it. She yeah. was all in her feelings. It's fine. That's no, cool. not really. Um, all right, well, I'm done. We've almost did two hours. I didn't know it was going to be as long as this. Yeah, that's um, WrestleMania. <laughs> but, uh, all right, so this is the end of the podcast, and we're going to end on this note. Um, oh, well, no. So, I don't know. Um, all right, so I, I am Will K. The King. Um, you can follow the podcast on DWTK Pod at Twitter and D- uh, Down with the King Pod on um, Instagram and Down with, King, Down with the King Podcast on Facebook. Uh, you email the pod at down with, down with the king podcast at gmail.com. You can follow Ashley at that's Ashley K A Y on Instagram or Ashley K A Y on Facebook. Um, also, Ashley, check her Instagram and also for the trailer to her uh, upcoming um, short film. Forgive us not. And you can also find it on my uh, productions page, K Productions 88, which is also in the bio on my Instagram. She didn't spell it out as K A Y right away. Well, thank you. Thank you for being so so studious and just. You didn't. You yelled at me about it and cussed me out. Yeah, K A Y Productions eighty eight, ladies and gentlemen, because we don't want to just put in the letter K and then you you find like some well as a profile picture. That's not me. So yeah. The fact that she knows this is really bothersome. Um, <laughs> by the way, um, I don't forgive Ashley for anything she's done because she's terrible. You're whack. Um, but You're very whack, sir. For Ashley and myself, well, mostly myself because this is my fucking podcast, um, we're going to sign off now. I am also want to ha- um, give a shout This is my dad's we, um, birthday uh, weekend. So Happy birthday, birthday Pops! Woo! Uh, happy birthday to my father. Um, we're actually going out to dinner tomorrow. Woo! So I get to see my family and curse them out and also curse my sister out since I haven't talked to her. Wow. Um, but with that being said, I'm going to sign off this motherfucker because I got homework to do. Um, with that being said, bye, bitch. <laughs> <laughs>